Here we are again, folks. Another uh, week. We're back. Christopher. I'm glad to see you. I Episode. You this week. Oh, yeah, I did. I saw you on Monday. Yeah. Oh, never mind. <laughs> <laughs> At baseball practice that you skipped. I did. Well, yeah. I mean, you don't. You're not required to be there. Exactly. So it's not really skipping. Nope. Like, I'm not going to be there tomorrow, probably. I, I'll be there tomorrow, definitely. Perfect. So Amy, we can just trade places. For sure. Um, and then we'll never see each other. Oh, my God. <laughs> no, Amy was on call, and I was like, I'm not bringing every child here just because my mother-in-law wasn't available. So it's like, I don't want to bring every child and have to pay attention to Graham because he's a wild card, you know? Bit of a loose cannon. Desperado, if you will. Yes, big time. Mucho desperado. (laughs) Why you hold your hand like that? You've got, that's an Italian. Yeah. That's an Italian thing. Mozzarella. Yes. Uh, What what do we say? Mozzarella. Mozzarella. (laughs) Basil. Is that that how they say basil? (laughs) Well, that's how we say they say basil. I mean, but what we say is usually right. Speaking of foreign things. I did see you shared on our Facebook. We forgot to talk about it. Oh, yeah. Uh, we did a big uh, bean review. Beans. Heinz. Give beans. me them Heinz beans. If you want beans. With no flavor. That taste like SpaghettiOs. <laughs> yeah. We got them, and they're called Heinz beans. By the way, I do have, uh, uh, what do I have? Pork and beans at home that I'm going to bring, and we need to try them because... I believe that they are exactly the same thing. That's as what these we've Heinz been told. Beans. Except there's probably a chunk of pork. There are there are like one one big chunk. hunk of pork in them. Yeah. Um, but anyway, so we apparently inspired somebody overseas. I'm sure it was us. I'm sure they saw ours, and it didn't have anything to do with their 10 million followers. Right. <laughs> right. Not at all. On um, TikTok. And they did an, a, an American, a Brit reviews American beans. And Bushes. Bushes, home baked style beans. baked beans. Yeah. And uh, gives a pretty terrible review oh, of she's Bushes. She doesn't understand. She doesn't understand why anybody would eat them. She said they were way too sweet, it, which... We have figured out have they have like the exact same amount of sugar. Correct. In them, yeah. Which is, which is baffling to me because if you taste the Heinz beans compared to the Bushes, you would say Bushes beans are way sweeter. Not way sweeter. They're but not as sweet as you're the, thinking of them. The flavor of a Bushes beans is just so like robust. It's like a punch in the mouth, right? Compared to the bland spaghetti beans, watered beans. down spaghetti beans. I, I don't understand how they taste so wildly different with having the same sugar content. And also, I don't understand that person's review because they have no idea what they're talking about. She's like, oh, nobody would ever eat this. I'm like, what? Yeah. You're crazy. Yes. I sent sent that to you, and you were like, well, she is a thousand percent wrong. Everybody (laughs) would love those. Nobody in the world would have the same review as her. (laughs) And I... I think I agree. I don't know where she's coming from with that stuff. But this this girl on TikTok, I, I, I follow her a lot. I watch a lot of her stuff because she eats a lot of American food, and I just want to see. Are they all negative towards America? No, not at all. Oh, okay. um, there's a lot of things she likes, but a lot of things that I like, she has hated. There's just random things that she doesn't like, like um, kettle corn. She never had kettle corn before. I don't really care for kettle corn. Oh, man, I love that stuff. Yeah. And she despised it. But she did try ranch because they just don't have ranch over there. It's not a thing. No, they just use mayonnaise and vinegar. Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> and catsup. Catsup. Um, 
but she tried ranch and it has changed her entire life. She puts it on everything. She eats it with everything. She's tried multiple different variations and it's all, she always says, oh, 10 out of 10. Or she says, this is very nice. Very, very nice. nice. That's good. <laughs> um, well, that's interesting. Yeah. Speaking of food reviews, my wife organized a Oreo. She went over to yes. a friend's house and they were having a sleepover with our kids and other kids. Yeah. I think your kid was Grady there. Grady was there, yes. And she brought bought like every flavor of Oreo and they had like a, a Oreo tasting contest. Yeah, Grady brought home like three packages of Oreos. I was like, <laughs> what is this? So what, what do you have? She brought home three of the flavors that I guess nobody else wanted to take home. And so we had a mini taste test at our house too. Oh, nice. So I can do a little mini review right now if you want me to. Yeah, go for it. I'm, I tried I one. three flavors of Oreos. Okay. Um, uh, the first one was carrot cake Oreos. They weren't terrible, but definitely not worth eating. Do people eat carrot cake? I hate carrot cake. Is this a thing where people like... Yes, I know a lot of people that love carrot cake. They're narcissists, right? Like those people (laughs) hate themselves? Yeah, yes. Uh, What did they call that? Like self-flatulation? It's... No, no, it's... um, I don't know. Anyway, but narcissism is where you like do negative things towards yourself. No, right? narcissism is where like you think you're the most important thing in the world, like the world revolves around you. Is that what that means? Yeah. So what does it mean where you like do things? Self-loathing. On... No. Well, I mean, yes, but no. There's a there's one word that you do something to harm yourself, not like self harm, but I mean like like in the book The Da Vinci Code, where the dude is always hitting himself with a whip. Yeah, kind of, but that's more of a self-harm kind of thing. I'm talking about like how you just do things on purpose because you know you don't like it. Self-sabotage. You know. It's not a double word like that. <laughs> it's All like right. a one word thing. Just give it. Uh, carrot cake. Uh, it tasted more like spice cake, to be honest. Not spice. Not great. Mm, don't get hooked up on spice. It's not good. The second one I had was uh, birthday cake Oreo. Um. Horrendous, yeah, terrible. (laughs) It was like the the Oreo cream was like too sweet. Of course, it would be. It was gross. Uh, Dirk said the only reason to eat carrot cake is for the cream cheese frosting, and yeah, that's correct. Guess what? You can put that frosting on. You can put it on anything. You can put it on a ham sandwich. Doesn't have to be. (laughs) Doesn't have to be on carrot cake. It can be on any cake, and it's good. Yeah. Uh, The third one I had was hazelnut chocolate hazelnut. Oh, like a Nutella? Do you say Nutella or n- Nutella? Uh, Nutella. No, no, I never really have said it. <laughs> You've never said it. <laughs> I don't that even word. think I've ever had Nutella. Nutella, I guess I say. No, it's Nutella. I've it's got to be because it's nut, right? Yeah, it's hazelnut. Right? Nutella. I've never. I don't think I've ever really had it. It's good. Anyway, it's not good in that Oreo. It was probably the most disgusting thing I've ever eaten in my entire life. Wow. I will eat anything. I am the least picky eater in the history of mankind. Okay. And this honestly made me gag. It was so bad. Right. <laughs> it's like I started hating my family because I ate this Oreo. <laughs> I like, threw wow. I picked up the whole entire box and just threw it out the door. So still saying it's still laying in my front yard. I got I had they brought home like regular Oreos, Grady did, and one package that was um chocolate marshmallow. Oh, th- those won the contest, I believe. 
Well, I didn't like it. You didn't like them either? No. Why are I'm they not trying big, to screw with Oreos? I'm not a big marshmallow fan. Like, you don't, marshmallows like, you don't, don't like the mallow, huh? I, I'm not a big mallow guy. I, I like a good uh, s'more, but I don't know. Like, s'mores are fine. Like, I, I understand what's coming, right? I think the gram is what gets me. Yeah. Like, I'm I like not a, the gram. I'm not a big s'more guy either. But this, with the chocolate, and then it was a chocolate marshmallow. So I, I just felt like it was too chocolatey. It literally was a marshmallow in the center because it was like, had a little tension. And really? Stringy. Yeah. Not for me. No. But Grady loves them. Don't mess with a classic. Double stuff Oreo. And you stick a fork in the middle and put it in your milk. I didn't do that. Ever. You never do that? Never done that in my life. It's the best thing Never in the world. seen anybody do that. Never heard of anybody do it. I always do it. You stick a fork in the middle, Listen, like right in the cream. I don't, I'm not a milk dunker. Well, you're ridiculous you know i just like the crispy oreo no i want them to be a pile of mush <laughs> that i shovel into my face and just don't think i don't think about I anything to, else generally in my life, life avoid oreos because uh, an entire box can just be gone. Yeah, gone yeah like that the two center rows will be gone first because those are the ones that you can reach <laughs> and then it's hard to get to the <laughs> and then the other ones as soon as the the outside two rows are the only ones that i have to reach to i'm like oh these aren't worth it anymore no, throw it that's away way too much work <laughs> i don't like the pull it's a good idea it is and a you, good idea and it does it seal up well up. but why can't they make it like the the size of the that's top? a great, that's a great question they don't make this like they the need opening flat the same size oil for it to readhere to and you if you can, did it the whole size, it'd be like over on the end, and it wouldn't stick as good. No, I, I guarantee you, you there was square. some engineering that went into it. There's a reason. No, no, no. It's like an oval shape in the middle, but you can make it square, like a rectangle, and you would be able to reach the Oreos a lot <laughs> David better. David said, they're trying to screw with Oreos because it got your wife to buy 15 packages of Oreos and talk about said, said Oreos. Oreos on Grundy County's top podcast for 15 minutes. That's a good point. Did you this know you can marketing. go to a website called Oreo ID and you can have personalized Oreos made for yourself or your business? You can even put your picture on an Oreo. You would, of course, know this. Uh, How did you know this? And I never even thought to put two and two together, but we should definitely have Snarf Talk Oreos. Oh, well, yeah, now we have to. Damn it. <laughs> now we have to have Snarf Talk And you Oreos. can get them customized, different colors. You can get them chocolate dipped. I don't want them chocolate dipped. I don't dipped. either. That, why, why are we doing that? Can they? Well, we're not. Can they come in the shape of a goat? No, but we can put a picture of a goat on them. Our goat. Yeah. Yeah. I I mean, that's what I'm doing tomorrow, I guess, <laughs> getting on this website. Oreo ID. Um, no, so we did that. That was, uh, so I, I don't know, I guess we're really into the food tasting, critique, critiquing, I love judging. It. We should do more People of it. People love it. People love seeing your I reaction. I love watching Good food. Mythical Morning, and that's yes. all they do, basically. Now, nowadays. I can't, like... If I'm scrolling on like that, like first thing in the morning when I wake up, mm -hmm. like I'll check my Facebook and generally, but I don't really look at the posts. I look at like the Facebook watch, like the videos. Yeah. I kind of scroll through them. And uh, they always have like top subs from all the sub restaurants or this or that. And I love watching them. Let me bring something up real quick. Have you went to the Jersey Mike's in Morris? I have been there. Yes. First time I ever had it. It's the, only the second time I've ever had it. The first time was only two months ago at the Orlando airport. Oh, no kidding. Yeah. Well, that's a coincidence. But I went in there for lunch, not last Friday, but like the Friday before, something like that, and uh, stopped in there. It was absolutely packed. 
I did yeah, not. It's I brand new. Yeah, I just didn't assume that there would be this big of a line, you know. And, of course, because of COVID things, they have you all spaced out. It took a little while. But I was pretty impressed with the whole fact that they're slicing your meat right there on a meat slicer per, like, does, for every sandwich. Does Snarf recommend? Um, yeah, I absolutely do. The only thing I would say that they need to change. So I got a regular, like, a, the Italian club or whatever it was called it was a number 13 i believe but it's like the it's just like jimmy john's italian nightclub okay that's a number nine that's the one i always get there um it's identical to that basically and you you got to get it with the juice the and the the mike mike's way i guess it's called something like that and they put the juice on it with some herbs and whatever it's exactly like an italian nightclub but it was better yeah. It was better. The only thing I would say that they need to do is give you more napkins because they're juicy. Yeah. They got a lot of oil and vinegar on I mean, I don't I don't think it uh for me even comes close to Jimmy John's, but What you don't? No. I love Jimmy John's bread. It's where it's at. I don't like the as much their bread. It's just soft. It's like Subway's bread. See, kinda. and I like I like that bread better. I, I do like Jimmy John's bread. The only thing I have a gripe with with Jimmy John's bread is the meat slides out. The meat slides out, and it will start to wear the roof of your mouth off. <laughs> yes, It'll we've just, had this conversation. It's horrendous. Um, no, the only thing I've gotten at Jersey Mike's the same thing both time was the they got hot sandwiches too, right? They do. Um, I got the Philly cheesesteak. It's really good. Okay. It's that's what you want to get there. Is that Philly cheese? But you haven't tried anything else. I don't care. Because I would tell you you need to get you need to try the Italian. It's got that gabogoo. It reminds I sent me you a picture. It reminds actually. me of my favorite <laughs> one of my favorite sandwiches, which is from Great Steak and Potato. Yeah. At the mall. You've, yep. The Great Steak. That it's actually kind of like that, but it's I, it's closer to uh, Philly cheesesteak. It's got like some kind of cheese whiz situation. Oh, cheese whiz. Yeah. That sounds high-end. Uh, Dan says, now I'm craving a gargantuan in the tractor. I'll tell you what. I like the uh, Ultimate Porker. That's a good one. Is it? I've never had it. But lately, I've been getting the Jimmy's Cubano. You can't go wrong with a good Cubano. Throw some pickles on there, pickles, mustard. Pickles, Dijon. Yeah. It's great. Um, well, I do recommend uh, Jersey Mike's. It's the first time I ever had it. I enjoyed it. They've got a lot of different options. And I think it's going to be pretty solid establishment. I'd also appreciate, Dan, you not bringing up the fact that you're in the tractor because it's just causing me anxiety. So. <laughs> yeah. So, <laughs> but we're glad we can, you know, give you some entertainment while you're actually doing work. <laughs> Erica said, you've been yelling gabagoo at the iPad for the past five minutes. Yeah. I got that gabagoo. Yeah, I did get the gabagoo. And I took a picture of their sign and sent it to you or like the menu. And I sent like... Getting that gabagoo. <laughs> no, no return. No, I don't. Nothing. I don't you, respond to that kind of silliness when I'm at work You time. should. You need to. <laughs> you need to, like, you know, step back. You know, get yourself out of the stressful moments. Get yourself out of what needs to happen. And just look at Jerry's texts and say, you know what? This joyous little fellow needs a comment back because he's going to just devour the gabagoo. <laughs> <laughs> I did plant today, though. You did? I planted some sweet corn. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I like sweet corn. Good. I need <laughs> some. Dirk said, I'm with Chris. Kilmer's giving me anxiety. It's fine. It is. It's it's going to be 36 degrees tonight. So. I think I'm going to go plant a little bit tomorrow. We'll see how it goes. Planting season's upon us. It and is. And 
I'm just taking her slow. I already got a bunch in, and I'm just trying to like not rush it because the weather looks pretty good for the next however long. Sure. Just it's cold, man. It's chilly. Do you enjoy planting? Yes, I love planting. So planting seems very stressful to me because I don't know. You've got to have a different, like every field is different, and you have to have a different way to plant every field so that you can harvest it correctly. Um, I mean, right? I guess, but it's not that complicated. It's not? There's, it there's, looks like it to me. It, there, there's a lot of stuff going on. Yeah. Um, that's like the one area we'll, I will say, and I don't, I don't think it necessarily there's a huge benefit money-wise, but a lot of the technology on planters and stuff mm-hmm. really help alleviate a lot of the anxiety of it. Right. Do you do, I know nothing about planting. Never done it. I've just watched. I've ridden in tractors while people planted before. I just, I know nothing about it. Do you do all of your headlands first and then the rows, or do you all do all of the rows and then your headlands? No, I do my headlands first. But do you, isn't it like, I always think of it as why would you want to drive over top of what you've planted multiple times? I mean, because it doesn't really make that big of a difference. It really doesn't? No. Oh, no. Okay. I mean, if, if you're, if it, you're out there when it's really wet, right. You, you don't want to, you just shouldn't be out. There. Right. You shouldn't have been out there to begin with. <laughs> I understand that. It, it doesn't, but it in doesn't. good conditions, it doesn't make any effect on the headlands whatsoever. No, not really. Oh, okay. You're not driving over that much. You're just, but you're turning on it. And I feel like turning on it makes a bigger difference than it would be just driving across it. No, I mean, you're not turning that tight. And again, you're not driving over that much. When I turn, I try not to drive over a row, like for an extended period of time. Yeah. You know, and, that if, makes sense. and if you have to travel down the headland, you just stay off of the rows. I mean, it's set up to the wheels to be off of the rows. Right. Yeah. Oh, okay. I don't know if other people plant the field first, but I've never heard of anybody doing that. Well, I don't, I don't think I've ever seen that because ever before, but a lot of the, especially a lot of the newer planters, I mean, first off, you got to know where to stop and start planting. Right. So you're generally doing that based off the last row of the headland. Sure. Or you have GPS that's turning on and off the planter, and it needs to know where the headland is, where you've planted. But you know the width of your planter. Yeah, you're but... You're usually going to go, like, you know, two passes, or for you, like, what would it be? I, Gary I, does two because he's got a 16-row planter. I go four. So you go four. 48-row. Yeah. Yeah. Um. Okay. Yeah, that makes sense. I just thought if you knew the width, you could set like a boundary. You can, but it doesn't really work that well to do that. That's how I do it with my strip till bar. So I'll like set a boundary in the computer and then I can look at the screen and get an idea of when to because when you when I'm doing strip till, I do do the headlands last. Right. Because you don't want to be driving over that strip. You can't yeah. You can't drive over the strip because it you'd have to go back over it. Right. Like to create the mound and everything, right? Right. So, but no, it doesn't really hurt to drive over the stuff that much. I mean, as long as you're not like for long periods of time. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Okay. When it's it's sufficiently dry, I mean, and the the soil right now is in some of the best condition. It's, it's pretty dry, even though we just got a lot of rain. um, (laughs) It was so dry to begin with that it's, the, the, the conditions are pretty good. Yeah. Right now. Some of the, Better conditions. I mean, we've planted in way worse conditions. For the last few years. For the last many years. So, 
No, I just was laughing because Erica says, she said, and this is why I love this podcast, random farm talking, Sammy reviews, beers. <laughs> <laughs> and this is our life, Erica. Yeah. This is what we do. I got two. I got a big one and a baby one. That's silly. Um, Snarf Madness is upon us. Does everybody? Yeah, I remember this. Remember that? I do remember. We are in the Elite Eight now. The sweet... Yes, we just picked our Sweet 16 last week, and we will... Well, yeah, we're picking for, picking the, elite for the Elite 8. Eight. So it's the Sweet 16 right now. Yeah, we're, we're... Yes, we're in the Sweet 16. We're picking for the Elite 8. You are correct. Um, but first, everybody needs to, if you can, like and share the video. This helps us greatly. Um, recently, there has been a lot of new people that have asked me about this podcast because everyone is starting to share yeah. our videos. Um, and... I mean, and obviously it's just in our area that people are asking me about it, but it's still a good thing. Like that's how everyone starts to know about our show. And we would greatly appreciate if you can share it and whoever does share it. Thank you, Dirk. Thanks yeah. for sharing. We'll man. probably send you a Oreo with a goat on it. Yeah. You're going to get a random Oreo in a little Ziploc bag. Yeah, Not a package, <laughs> not even in a Ziploc bag. We're just going to put it in an envelope. <laughs> one envelope. You're going to get one Oreo. Yeah. And it's going to be like a single stuff you're not we're not going mega right. stuff and here. then the return address is just gonna be a stamp <laughs> of a goat <laughs> right be like the post office knows. that's pretty good they know that, that'd be fun i would love to receive that yes a random oreo with a goat on it yeah and a goat stamped on an envelope who wouldn't eat that I, i'd eat it i want to eat it now <laughs> also check on, out patreon.com slash snarf comics subscribe for extra content or you can buy a shirt or sweatshirt let us know if you want that. Yeah, because we have some. They're in a box right there. I'm looking at them. Yeah, I just sold one the other day. Did you really? To my mom. Really? Yeah, she bought one for my uncle for his birthday. Oh, nice. That's it's a, a great idea. birthday gift. It really is a good birthday gift. I have a birthday coming up. You? 25th. 25th of April? Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. Uh, 42? Sunday. Not even close, man. Okay. I'm way, way younger than you. <laughs> I will be the solid 34. 34. 34 years old. It's young and spry. <laughs> um, so, yeah. You By the way, did it? you notice the uh, new do? You trimmed. Big time. A lot, yes. Changed the whole structure of the beard. So you Short trim, on the sides. Short on the sides, long in the front. on the front. So it's like party in the front, business on the sides. <laughs> yes. Like That's that. right. I like that. I, I, just I, ha- had- I had to get it cut finally because... For the last two weeks, I have not been able to eat food. What? How, why? It's just, I had too much stash, and it was in my mouth. Food. It's not hard to trim. Don't you have just a little beard trimmer like no. that you can use? No. Why? My wife does that. She's a professional hairstylist. Come on. And beard trimmer. You can't just get, you know, they sell beard trimmers with a guard on it that you can adjust the size on. Listen, I, I just, only, I only cut you get my hair once every three months. So. Like that. And then it makes it shorter. So you can eat. <laughs> I, I only do it once every three months. That's weird. That's, that's the, that's my, uh, you're a real hillbilly. You know that? <laughs> <laughs> Why do you do that? I don't know, man. You need to start taking better care of yourself. It, it's not an important thing to me. Hair. I mean, it's no, it's not an important thing. First to of me all, at all my hair on top of my head doesn't grow very fast, very very slow. Yeah, and I just shave it, so it doesn't really. Right, matter. you do. You're right. 
I do get I get a high fade, a one on the sides, and just like finger length on the top. <laughs> Craig says he's a beard hunter. I, by the way, if you haven't checked out Doom Patrol, um, it's not only a fantastic show, but there's a character in it called the Beard Hunter. And you remember Beard Hunter? Yeah, oh yeah, absolutely. It's craziness. <laughs> it's absolute insane. craziness. And he makes an appearance in season two. Oh, he does? Yeah. Uh, see, I still haven't watched season two. Is uh, it something I need to watch? Absolutely. Absolutely. You just didn't seem very thrilled about it. and the, I wasn't thrilled about like the very like the first four episodes. Yeah. But the end of the season was great. It really came together. Oh, I liked right. it more than season one. You did? I told you that, yeah. I don't remember. Your opinion affects me, Chris, and well, it depicts what I watch. And I'm going to tell you what. I have gotten more traction in the world from my recommendation of Ted Lasso. Oh, I get gosh. people coming out of the woodwork left and right, and they're like, I never heard of this show. I heard about it from you. You've made my life. It's the greatest 30-minute TV show that I've ever seen. It's so good, people. Ted Lasso, it, Apple Plus. It is. I mean, it it absolutely blew me away. The very last episode is so good. The last like three episodes just do it for me because it's an emotional roller coaster. You know, like he has the issue with his wife. He has the issue with a stranger. He has the issue with the owner. Just, I'm going to tell you what I had thought. But he's so positive early on that show, and this isn't a spoiler because it's not. What happened, I guess? Yeah. I thought what was going to happen was his kid had died. And he was, that's why he was moving out, you know, okay. from the US. But he was speaking of it as a way of like talking to his kid. So I'm like, this, we're in for some serious heartbreak. Yes. And that wasn't I, the case. And that would have changed the dynamic of that show to a point where I don't think I could handle it. I know. I was going to say, <laughs> if that was the case, I would not have enjoyed that show as much. I can't handle that stuff. But uh, I'm 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 all in. I want it to be season two tomorrow. It will be this summer. Is it coming out this yeah, summer? Yeah, that's okay. soon. Dirk said, "I'm with Chris. Leave the trimming to the professionals." Had a guard malfunction a week ago, and now I'm starting over, growing my mountain man beard. Uh, so that my plan today, I was going to shave 100. percent No, down to a number two, the whole thing, which is basically stubble. Yeah, it would be, and. Uh, I'm like, you know, it's been like over a year since I've done that. Why would you do that, though? I don't know. I just wanted to start over. First of all, I... But I mean, starting over just goes to the same thing you've had. Yeah, but I haven't been taking care of my beard this last year. Yes. It was very, uh, like, I twirl it a lot. Disheveled. Yes. I don't... I haven't been combing it, brushing it. I, I looked... Like a a homeless person. (laughs) A lot of split ends. Yeah. Yeah. So I'm like, ah, I'm just going to start over. But I mean, just trimming it does that. Well, apparently. I don't know. I'm not a a hair care professional, Jerry. Neither am I, but I have a brain. Like if you just cut down the bad parts. like semi-competent farmer and like a (laughs) mediocre podcaster. That's it. Really? Yeah. Because I'm like world-renowned at podcasting. I don't know. Good thing you got me, I guess. (laughs) For your hair care and podcasting. But I think it looks good. I like it that way. Yeah. It's way better than that bullshit you had last <laughs> week. Dirk said, a number two is for junior high girls. <laughs> <laughs> well, he's not wrong. No. Okay. Are we doing this bracket or what? We are doing uh, the Sweet 16 of I need Snarf Madness. Um, I got one. Here, I got a blue um, colored pencil. Nope, I don't need oh, that. Okay. Not in the slightest. All right. So for the... 
East bracket, top left, um, I have GoldenEye versus the Batman Arkham series. I have the same thing. You have the same thing? I do. Oh. Um, obviously, we've talked about GoldenEye. It, it has a lot of nostalgic value. Mm-hmm. Plus, kind of the whole... It's got to get a bump for like being kind of one of the first of its kind. Trendsetter. Right? Um, but the Batman Arkham games were, were stellar. Mm-hmm. And each iteration was different enough to add new things to the series, which was also amazing. Yes. Um, like Arkham Knight was the last one, right? <sighs> was it Arkham Knight? It was. And that was like... Because Arkham City was before that, right? Oh, yeah. And Arkham Origins was... Oh, Origins. That's the one I'm thinking of. I think Arkham Knight was the last one, and I think that one was the one. Yeah. It was a real leap forward. Yes. Huge map, all kinds of stuff going on. Mm-hmm. Um yeah, for me, I mean, I think it's it's a tough call, but at the end of the day, I'm just going to have to go with the Batman series. Um, yes, I'm not going to be any different. I agree. It's going to be the Batman series for me. Um, of course, GoldenEye holds a I got to switch very... to a solo real quick. I got to make a wardrobe change. Okay. Um, but GoldenEye holds like a historic place in my heart right like with everybody it does but the batman games are far superior and if you're a follower of this show you know how i feel about batman and it usually wins out over everything that doesn't necessarily mean it will win out in this bracket craig said um asylum city night but there was origins in there i think it was the beginning that was the first one no no arkham Arkham. Origins. No, uh, the Arkham Asylum was the first one. And then the Arkham Asylum Origins or Arkham Origins was the no, second. Then, I think right? Arkham City was the second one. That's what I thought, too. Um, let's know. look it up. Arkham Correct. Asylum, then Arkham City, then Arkham Origins, then Arkham Knight. And the next one will be Suicide Squad Kill the Justice League. I'm... I knew that was coming out. Actually, I had a report about that. Yeah. Some news. That was a long time ago. Did, did they say when it was going to come out? Uh, I think it's this year, 2022. Okay. All right. So let's keep moving on. Um, in my next Sweet 16 matchup, I have Spider-Man, versus, Spider-Man games versus Knights of the Old Republic. Um, this would have been an easy one for me until this last weekend when mm-hmm. it rained all weekend. Yeah. Um, because I, and I mentioned to you, I was doing this, I borrowed a PS4 from my wife's cousin and he had the Spider-Man game. Mm-hmm. I was telling you that I wouldn't have time to play it till after spring. And then it rained for like three days. Yeah, straight. And I said, it's supposed to rain all weekend. Yeah. So why don't you do it when it rains all weekend? And I did like to a sickening <laughs> degree. Um, and I'll talk more about that game in a little bit. I think, well, I'll just talk about it now. I mean, you're. I got like, it was going to be one of my reviews, basically. Okay. Um, but I'm talking about uh, Marvel's Spider Man for PS4. Uh, it came out about the t- same time as Arkham Knight. Um, it's kind of been out for a while. Yeah, it has been. It, it's an absolutely unbelievable game. Un- really? It's, first of all, it's almost identical to the Batman Arkham games, like in every aspect. It makes sense. I, it, to the point where I'm looking up online trying to see if it's the same developer. You know how you go into a room and then you're crawling around on the top 
yeah. and then you're doing like those takedowns. Yes. From, you do that in the Spider-Man game. It's exactly the same. And then he uses his spider sense to see things on the wall probably it, it's a, like Batman it, no, does but with his no, detective No, he uses mode. spider sense to dodge, but I think Batman had some aspect of that too. But he also had like the detective mode that would show... Yeah, there wasn't really that. Okay. Um, it, I actually... Um, I don't want to give away any... It, like... It was superior to the Batman or to Arkham Knight in a lot of ways. Um, there are some things about Batman that are better. Like it's more detailed mm-hmm. in like its environment. Okay, it, it definitely has more of a environment feel to it, like a um, like a feel to it. What about like the cinematics, like the cutscenes? Oh, and incredible! Like the story is incredible. The cinematics are great in Spider Man. Incredible. The combat is endlessly fun. Um, the swing you can swing around the city for hours, just and have Forever. the time of your life. Yeah, I know. That's you can be twenty love. hours into this game, and then pick it up the next day and just spend forty minutes just swinging around because it's <sighs> that amazing. Can you stop like random crimes on the street? Oh yeah. Can it? You can't. Oh yeah. Yeah. Okay, that's what I was wondering. Like just swinging around, I wondered if it was like a Grand Theft Auto feel where you could just do random things. Yeah, not to that level, but right. it's it's. It's Batman Arkham Knight. It's the same game. Okay. Just with Spider-Man. Yeah. And, you know, it's a completely different feel. It's brighter. Sure. It's, it's Spider-Man. And that's where we differ, because I'm a dark, glooming, you know, brute, right. where I love that type of game where I just want to pound on people but they, and glide on my wing. They like, bring in different aspects, too, because he's a scientist, right? So yeah, he's got to go in the lab, and, like, you got to... They have, like, little mini-game things where you got to make circuits... Oh really? It's almost That's it's like cool. almost like an iPad game you would have of like complete the circuit. Yep. Get the right voltage to this using the right parts. It's like a puzzle. They have things like that that you can do that. At first you're like, "Oh my god, what a waste of time." Right. And then you, they're kind of fun, you know? Yeah. So, it's an incredible game. Absolutely. I can't wait to play uh Miles Morales the new one, although I've heard heard it's a lot shorter, but it's the same uh, Miles is a character in the Spider-Man game. You get he to is? play as him. He's not Spider-Man yet. Okay. Um, but he, he has the ability. You also play a lot as Mary Jane in okay. the game. And those are mul- mostly stealth missions. Like she's a reporter, so you got to get in and gather information. Right. Um, so did you beat the game over the weekend? Oh, yeah. <laughs> of yeah. course, like twice over. I beat the game. Um, incredible game. So for this one, as much as I love Knights of the Old Republic, it's just not in the front of my consciousness. You know, it's been no, and I don't think I think you're right. I, I I would agree with you where it doesn't compete because these games are still being created. They're ma- being made better. Right. That's the, the, the old joyous fun of that Spider-Man game. Yeah, is something. And Knights of the Old Republic it's, was it's not, a great game at the time. It just I I agree. I don't think it can compete. So I'm going with Spider-Man. So I'll have Batman versus Spider-Man. That's incredible. In well, we all know who wins that. Um. I have a completely different bracket here. I've got Halo versus the Tom Clancy games. Um, And again, like I've said every week, the Tom Clancy games for me really are basically Ghost Recon and Splinter Cell. Splinter Cell, man, I played the crap out of those games and I read the books like crazy. Uh, Rainbow Six, yes, I did play it a little bit. Those, That's something you played a lot. I didn't. Um, Halo, I have played every game, every hour, Every mission. Should you choose to accept it? 
and I do choose to accept it, and I have to go Halo over the Tom Clancy games. It's just such a bigger universe um, in a way. It, it, as a singular game, it's a bigger universe. Tom Clancy obviously has an outreach over many different things, but um, I love Splinter Cell so much, but it doesn't compete with Halo to me. There you go. I, I mean, that's. I think I would agree with that's your the right choice. Yes, for sure. Um, so yeah, in the Elite Eight right there, I'm going to have Batman versus Halo. There you go. That uh, sucks. If we move to the West bracket, I have Civilization versus. Legend of Zelda games. Um, I mean, this one is obviously a no-brainer for me. Uh, I'm going Zelda all day. Really? Yeah, some of my favorite games. Um, as much as I like Civilization, Zelda again. He's a good I already warrior, said last week. You know, I if it had any other matchup, I'm not. I'm not. <laughs> not to if it had any other matchup, I don't think Civilization would have gotten this far. It was right. just a, a circumstance. It's a fun game. I like it. Yeah. It's definitely it, not my favorite RTS type style game. Yeah. Um, it doesn't compete with Zelda at all. No. I, I would agree with you. I have, uh, an, again, completely different bracket here. I have Uncharted versus Guitar Hero. Um, <laughs> and so many people are going to be mad at me because Uncharted is a phenomenal game, but I am picking Guitar Hero because it is my favorite thing to ever play. Okay. Maybe. We'll see. We will see. But compared to Uncharted, I just have so much more time invested in Guitar Hero. I have uh, Mr. David Timmons, who was on the show once and uh, listens regularly, uh, has been just absolutely nonstop harassing me about Guitar Hero beating Call of Duty because he's like, I thought we had something. I thought we had a friendship. (laughs) Like, I thought, you know, those... Nights where we stayed up until 1, 2 in the morning playing Call of Duty together, talking over our headsets. He's like, that obviously meant nothing to you. <laughs> and He's been hammering me about it, but I, just saying, Guitar Hero is where it's at in my, in my mind. So I'm picking Guitar Hero again. There you go. All right. Uh, on the bottom bracket, I have Mass Effect versus MLB Games. Um, interestingly enough, I just downloaded uh, or i pre-ordered there's a new mlb the show coming out for xbox really yeah like this spring i think oh well, i have to buy that so i pre-ordered here. it um so i will be playing more mlb games did you pre-order it pre-order it for like download or yeah. like a physical copy download just and you just have a 360 not a 360 an xbox one yeah. s one X, X yeah, series or one X, yeah. Uh, we'll talk about how that happened later because I have that's part of my um, what I've been doing. Okay, I say. <laughs> okay. Um, but for me, this is a no-brainer. Mass Effect is one of my favorite uh, series of games of all time. I love the story. I love the everything about them. They're very in depth. I have spent endless hours playing baseball games. They're oh, probably. Yeah one of my favorite sports types games to play they're super fun but to me a sports game is never going to match up with mass effect craig uh craig just said that mass effect legendary edition coming next month yeah i didn't know that so i'm going with mass effect i have medal of honor versus mlb games um and this was another thing that 
David was mad at me about for the whole Medal of Honor deal. Um, I do love Medal of Honor. It was a great game, a series of games. Um, but I and I spent so much. What time. did he? What was he mad that he had won over? Well, he thought I was going to have Medal of Honor versus Call of Duty in the Elite Eight, and oh, that Medal of Honor gotcha. was going to win because of the way we talked about it. Yeah, and the way we just like overexpressed how great it was at when we were children and like the nostalgic version you know of it and he just texted me and he's like well obviously the way you gloated over medal of honor it's going to beat call of duty so he was starting to be negative right off the bat and then he got trounced by guitar hero so just added to the flames anyway i got medal of honor versus mlb games um to the this doesn't this i can't pick medal of honor over mlb games i'm gonna pick mlb there you go. I yeah. love sports games. I love baseball games so much. I get so addicted to creating a franchise, creating an, my own player, and just like playing a season. So there's like three different versions of the game I'm playing at all times. I'll bounce back and forth to the different things. I just love it. I love baseball, and I have to pick it. So that's going to my Elite Eight. There you go. So on my for my Elite Eight on the left side of the bracket, I'll have Batman versus Spider-Man and Legends of Zelda, Legend of Zelda games versus Mass Effect. And this is where we've told you before, like Chris and I are going to be so different. And this is where you're going to start seeing it. I've got Batman versus Halo and Guitar Hero versus MLB games. There you go. All right, we go over the south bracket. I have Star Wars games versus Dragon Age. Um, this one's incredibly difficult. I've actually been thinking about it. <clears throat> I love Dragon Age games. Yeah. Um, they're hands down, like, with, they're at that level with Mass Effect. I might even like Dragon Age a little bit more, to be honest. I love those games. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't think there's any individual Star Wars game that I like better than a Dragon Age game. Really? But as a package I know. of games, there's just too many hits on Star Wars. Yeah. You got uh, Jedi Knight, Jedi Academy, you got Battlefront, you got Fallen Order, and you got every which way of game, mm-hmm. um, none of which I like better individually. Individually, but as Dragon a package, Age. you do. I don't know for sure yet. I still haven't decided on how to pick. Well, And then I got the nostalgic time. value of... Playing like Jedi Knight, which is one of my favorite games of all right. time. If you need some time, there's been a comment that, you know, we'll give you a little trader information from Vic Rex Road that says buy Bitcoin and Ethereum. What does that have to do with it? Just letting people know, you know, like <laughs> guys, we've got insider info right there. I, I did. I bought some a long time ago. And I'm just buying you time on how you need to pick, you know. <laughs> And they hit new highs this week. They did. Like way up. So did Dogecoin. And then a while ago, I just started putting it so it automatically just puts like $100 a month in. And yeah. that was a correct decision. A really good at the idea. Time. <laughs> um, uh, yeah. But anyway, I'm not getting into that. So now you're a millionaire and right you're probably leaving. It's still small potatoes in the big scheme of things. Um, I think I'm going to have to go with like the depth and breadth. And the um, nostalgic value. I don't want to do it, but I think... I'm gonna I didn't pick, think you were going to do I'm it. I'm going to pick Star Wars games. I think that's the right choice. Yeah. For your bracket. 
because I don't have Star Wars even in this no. thing. No. Um, I've got Tiger Woods games versus Dragon Age. Um, yeah, Dragon Age is awesome. Tiger Woods golf is awesome. And again, I just have spent so much more time playing sports games like that than I have any game that took... Didn't you say you've played all the Dragon Age games? Of course, I have. That's so many hours. There's no way that you've spent more time. Every time I've ever went over to a friend's house, we were playing Tiger Woods. Yeah, but just one of those games is like 40 hours. I would play six hours of Tiger Woods a night with Seed and Top. I would play 10 hours with Seed and Top at night of Tiger Woods. I mean, okay. that's like in one night, we yeah. would just play like one continuously. N- not and then I would the time, do it. Though. I'd do it at home, though, too. I'd play Tiger Woods literally on my own at home. I did play a lot, a lot of Dragon Age, but. But you never played Inquisition, right? Which uh, is the best I didn't. one by no, far. No, I didn't. Um, I'm going Tiger Woods. I don't care. Okay. I mean, it's a fun game. I love them. I love sports games so much. Yeah, I really do. They're like my jam. All right, so on the next bracket down, another terribly difficult uh, matchup. I got Fallout versus Assassin's Creed, and I've played both of them so much. I will say one thing. like My first inclination is going to jump to Fallout because I love those games so much. They're so in-depth, not only in story, but just like in how wrapped up you get into them yourself. But they're heavy. Yeah. And Assassin's Creed is not heavy. It is it's pretty not. light. It's pretty fun. It's pretty breezy. Yeah, it's more like um, it, it's more like uh, not necessarily uneasy, but like what is, what's the word I'm looking for? Like where you're always like there's a little bit of anxiety, like of what you're doing. Like in which when you're, one? In Assassin's Creed, like I feel like there's around. anxiety in Fallout. Well, there I don't know. I guess I don't know because I haven't played a lot of Fallout, but. Assassin's Creed, I just always felt like, oh, am I, I going to do this the right way? Like, am I going to be no, able to get over it, here? Assassin's Creed, there never feels like there's any consequences or stakes. Well, really, there really is Because you just start right back over. No, no, you're right. Um, Black Flag, I loved, obviously. Uh, Assassin's Creed uh, 1, I, you know, was amazing at the time, but yeah, doesn't really hold up. No, you but can't play that again. Two, the, the one in uh, Italy... I think it has that too. Yeah. And three is when the did, one in America, right? Yes. Both of those games are amazing. Black Flag's amazing. Unity, I wasn't a huge fan of, and I haven't played the new ones. I did get Odyssey from my wife's cousin. Yeah. Uh, I haven't played it, but it looks cool. Yeah. Some people liked it. Some people didn't. I'm going to have to go with Fallout at the end of the day. I mean, Fallout New Vegas is one of my favorite games. Fallout 4 is incredible. Fallout 3 was fun, but not as... Fallout New Vegas is really where it came alive from. Where your life changed. Because Fallout 3 was this still is when very you like, limited. you know what? I'm going to start a family now because I've played this game and it's changed my entire life. Yeah. Uh, Fallout 3, I felt very, it was a little more linear. It's not as open world. Okay. New Vegas was like an open world game. Yes, very much so. <laughs> what are you doing over there? I, can't, I got stuck. Um, and I like the, just the freedom of it. It's the most, I don't know. I'm going to have to go with Fallout, I think. Jeez. That's what I'm doing. I'm going Fallout. Okay. Fallout it is but for it, you. I, I just want everybody to know it could easily go either way on that one. 
just because the Assassin's Creed games are, to me, I feel like they're very light and they're fun and they're easy to play. Yes. The Fallout is not easy to play. <laughs> it is very, it's, it's almost too much. It sounds like it. But I, I've been to playing. To be honest, that's the, that's the whole reason why I have never gotten into Fallout, I think. I tried New Vegas right off the bat, but then I felt like I was missing things because I should have played games before this. Oh, no. No, and then, you could start with. I, I started with New Vegas. You did? And then I went back and played three. Oh. I, I was overwhelmed. Yeah. I was. I was really overwhelmed, and I didn't know it's, what it's to do. It's like a Skyrim type thing where you got to get some hours in, and yeah. then it becomes pretty easy there's there's annoying there's little things that if they got rid of would make the game so much better like hauling around junk yeah and like carrying not being able to carry too much weight is a really obnoxious thing right because the whole a whole a lot of what you do a lot of what you do not what you're doing actively but you do a lot of scrapping Mm -hmm. not like you have to go out of your way to do it but like as you play the game you encounter scrap that you need the parts for to upgrade or build weapons. So you just collect them. It's mm-hmm. a very easy. It's not not like Skyrim where I felt it was like t- too much. Right, you know? like building potions. So it's and... not hard to do. It's just you have a weight limit to how much you can carry. So you're always like getting full, getting close to that weight limit, and then you're and you deciding go what to get rid of, and then you're going back and then yeah. dropping it off somewhere. And then so, um, and then they in seven. It, 76th fault 76 which i've actually had a lot of fun playing this game have you really uh, i think it's a great game but they introduced a whole component of thirst and hunger so you have to eat and drink all the time and i Nobody get i get the that. idea of it but it's not necessary just let's just play the game yeah you know they what don't, I, mean? I mean there's no jersey mics no you know no. you can't get the juice but certain booze gives you like certain perks Really? Oh, yeah. That's interesting. So it's promoting alcohol. Abuse. Oh, yeah. That, and that's, that's the one thing that I will say will follow that makes it a step above Assassin's Creed for me is the whole, like, building your character. Right. It's, a, it's an RPG for real, you know? I, I do feel like Fallout is a little bit more in-depth than Assassin's Creed. So for me, I've got uh, Red Dead Redemption games, or the Red Dead games, I, I should say, uh, versus Assassin's Creed. As First well. of all... Uh, Craig is saying Fallout 3 is better than New Vegas. Um, Erica is agreeing. Agreed. Unpopular opinion, Fallout 3 is I mean, okay, listen, that's fine. Fallout 3 is a great game. Loved it. Fallout New Vegas, to me, I don't know. I just thought it was... I loved the whole... The ability to have all these different warring factions that you're kind of bouncing between. Okay. Uh, to me, I just, I, I really like that game. But anyway, go on. Yeah. Um, I, yeah, have nothing to say about Fallout. So I've got Red Dead versus Assassin's Creed. Like you said, Assassin's Creed was awesome. Um, I've played a lot of those games, spent a lot of time with them. Red Dead, I've played every game, spent a lot of time with them. And... I think I just enjoy those stories more. I enjoy the Wild West. Yeah. love riding horses around. There, there's an ambiance to it that you enjoy being a part of. Correct. Something fits you better with these games, right? Because it's similar styles of games, but Red Dead is a much more open world, more interactive, especially like 
Uh, Red Dead Revolver wasn't as much as what Red Dead Redemption was. Still fun, though. Red, Red Dead, Dead Revolver is Rede- great. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Set the whole thing up. And so Red Dead Redemption opened this whole new thing where they were like, look at this map. I remember the promotional material for this game coming out because Skyrim had come out at the same time, and they were like, Red Dead Redemption has a bigger map than Skyrim. And when Skyrim came out, it like blew everybody else out of the water with the size of the world that you got to play in. Then Red Dead came out, but then obviously they started making more and more add-ons with Skyrim, and it just built it bigger. But I I played Red Dead Redemption to where I lost parts of my life, you know, and then the Red Dead Redemption 2, I didn't spend as much time on, but I did finish the game. And I tell you what, the story and the the ending of it, boy, it's a tearjerker ending to this game to where you wouldn't feel like, I didn't feel like I was going to be that emotionally connected to any of these characters because it's a video game. It's a freaking video game. And then at the end, I was like, man, why'd they have to play it this way? but it's it's so fun i'm obviously i'm I'm gonna pick red dead games over assassin's creed um because it's better in my in my world i would agree with you very similar but they are it's fun inhabiting that world and you don't have the annoyance of all the flashbacks no i don't you don't have to worry about any of that i don't know if they do that in the newer games but that was the one thing that drove me crazy in those earlier games I'm like, I don't want to be Desmond or whatever the fuck. Yeah, guy's I name don't is. care. I don't want to do that. No, I want to be a Gizio or whatever the dude's <laughs> name is. Um, anyway, I mean, I liked that aspect of the story. I thought that was super cool. Yeah, and novel, but also like, I don't want to sneak around a building. Right. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, I get it. Arthur Morgan, one of the best characters ever. Yeah. Correct. I'm going to put more time into Red Dead 2. You need to. Um, it, while we're on the subject, do you want to know or do you want to wait till after we're done to talk about the 25 biggest open world video game maps ranked by size? Yeah, after we're done with this. Okay. <laughs> we're not going to do that right now. Um, all right. We've in, only got two more picks to make. In the Midwest, I have uh, Fable versus Skyrim. Grab wow. me one if you're going. Yes, sir. Um. This one is going to be a very, very unpopular opinion, I believe. Uh, um, which I feel like this matchup is perfect because Jerry knows, and a lot of you know, how much I love whatever you want to call that genre, swords, magic, fantasy. We've talked about it a lot of times. It's like my favorite genre of things. What are you doing over there? Oh, bottle opener. Sorry. Um, which is Skyrim. That is it in a nutshell. Uh, but it's also Fable. That's exactly what Fable is. Um, Fable, to me, was, I think, when I played Fable, it was like my, I feel like it was one of my first experiences with like an RPG, open worldy type game that wasn't a Japanese game. Yeah. It was like the Americans finally made something. To compete with the with, Japanese help with fa- Final <laughs> Fantasy and Kingdom Hearts and yeah. all that crap, um, definitely with Final Fantasy. Yeah, yeah. And uh, and it was such an interesting concept about how you how you affect how your decisions in the game affect yeah. the world. That not only the story but the world around it. Um, did we? Did you lose audio? I don't know. Let me see. 
We're still live on. No, we're good. Um, So it's cool. I think the idea and concept was maybe a little better than the execution, but still, they're very fun games. I mean, Skyrim offers you way more to do and has a little more in-depth of a story, But and Fable is a little bit of a button masher. I'm not going to lie. But for me, for playing a whole series of games of Fable, I'm going to pick Fable for hmm. sure. And you haven't played them, so you can't really judge. I know. it's I haven't, and that surprises me. And they hold up, and you should play them. Okay. At least the later ones. Fable 3, or is there maybe even 4. I can't remember. I don't know. I have no idea. They're a um, lot shorter. They're a lot shorter games. I was going to say, they couldn't be as involved no, as they're not. Skyrim is. It, because it's open world in a sense, but you still are following a linear path. You're going into an area, you're clearing it out, Yeah. and then you're coming back, you know, back. So out. this is, everybody gives like, um, it's Bethesda, right? That does uh, Skyrim. Uh, Bethesda or. Uh, yeah, I don't, I don't know. Anyway, they give, everybody gives them crap because of the whole like add-ons to Skyrim, right? So Skyrim came out and then all they've done since, since then is add things on and make it bigger and better and add things to it. What you have to understand is if you played the original Skyrim, you can't have a Skyrim 2 or a Skyrim 3. You know what I mean? Like where you have a Fable 1, 2, 3. Like it's such an open world game to where it's like, where do you go from here? You know, like there's no... Just keep building the world. Right. Just build the world. It's like World of Warcraft. Right. It's like you just build it bigger and keep going. I understand why they did it. And it's a huge moneymaker because people love that. Yeah. And they so pay. you may give them crap because they're not coming out with new games. And that's what Fallout's doing now. And right. that was their whole idea with Fallout 76. It makes so it's much a different sense. different concept, but you have no idea how much money it makes. Yeah. It's you know? just, this is where you... In-game transactions. This is what you should be doing. I, I don't necessarily like the in-game transactions, but I understand why you build onto the world you've created rather than start a new storyline in a whole new game. Right. You know, like, just build what you already got. I, I think it's smart. So what I have in this bracket, the top of the Midwest bracket, is Spyro versus Skyrim. And just saying those two together is silly. It's, it doesn't <laughs> I, make sense. It makes sense in my world because of the matchups that happened. I do love Spyro. Spyro is an amazing... They are amazing games. They really are. You need to play them more. Okay. I think they are so incredibly fun. I love... I said it last week. I love flying around as that stupid purple dragon. Collecting coins, breathing like little blue fire. It's fun. Loved it. It's it's great. Especially, I need to get like Grady into it or my kids into Spyro because I think they would love it. Um, but up against Skyrim, I mean, geez, Louise, come on. I've spent so much time with Skyrim. Changed my world when it came to gaming. When that came out, I that was the first one. I know I've talked about how much time I've spent like staring at a screen with MLB and Guitar Hero, but like the amount of time in a row where I've literally not done anything and ignored my wife and every other obligation in my life, Skyrim takes cake because I spent way too much time like in one single sitting where it was we had dinner and then I played the game and then it was like I had breakfast. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, oops. <laughs> 
because I didn't sleep. I've done that a lot of times. It's for sure. unreal. So Skyrim, easy, takes it. All right, in the bottom of the Midwest, uh, Age of Empires versus The Witcher. Um, I have the same thing. The only wow. one I've played is uh, Witcher 3. Um, absolutely love that game. But I'm going to be honest. I haven't put the time into it. Like, I haven't played it as much as I played Fallout or Skyrim. And the only reason why mm-hmm. is because I knew it would destroy my life. Yeah. It if, will. It and will. I put a lot of time into it. But I liked Witcher better than Skyrim. To me, I mean, I liked it way better. Witcher, as a game, is incredible. But Age of Empires, I have spent an obscene amount of time playing. And it is... It's got a nostalgic value to it that I don't think I can put a price on. You know what I mean? Yeah. I'm going to have to go with Age of Empires. This is insane. I'm going with Age of Empires. Right I, I have the same matchup, Age of Empires versus The Witcher. Um, and I, too, stepped back from The Witcher because I knew it was going to take over my life. And I had a m- multiple children at this point. And yeah, same here. Were, I mean, I didn't really start playing it until... I mean, even when it came out, I already had two kids, and we were getting ready to sell... Like, we were trying to physically sell our house. So I was at a point in my life where I was just like, I, yeah, I just wasn't gaming. I, I can't game. Yeah, I wasn't gaming. I wasn't like paying attention to things. I bought the game. I started playing it, and once I started playing it, I was like, oh, yeah, I, I can't do this. So I stepped away from it for a bit. But then we sold the house, moved to a different one. I played it a little bit there, built a new house, went there, started playing it more. And I've played it very sporadically on and off. I'm the same way. I've ended up, I did beat the game. I, I ended up finishing it. I think I've started the game new like six times. Oh, really? Yeah. So I haven't started it new. I just kept continuing I my what story. I, what to do. So I'm just like, I'm just going to start over. And I have completed the game, but... Uh, and, I, and I loved it. It, it is... It's a very good game. It is a very, very good game. And then the TV show came out and blew me away. Uh, yeah, I can't even... If I have to include the TV show into this decision, I mean, it's going to be The Witcher all day long. But yeah, I'm not doing that. Age of Empires is another game that I've played a lot of. I don't feel like the Age of Empires type game can really compete with a Witcher style of game. It's just that you're, I love that style of game. Yeah, and you're going with a nostalgic type thing. It's not just nostalgia though. I like that style of strategy gaming. I, I do too, a lot. I just don't think and it I can, can compete with a Witcher. That's why to I To me that's it's almost like a sports game, you know, yeah. it's in that category with like That makes sense. As to weird me. as that sounds. No, that makes sense to me. It it is very similar because all sports games can be strategy, like yeah. the way I play them anyways. <laughs> They are because of the whole franchise thing. Well, yeah, that's true, actually. Like, that's what I'm talking about. Similar to that, yeah. um, So, but I I have to go with The Witcher over Age of Empires. So I've got Skyrim and The Witcher next round, so that's great. (laughs) So on that side, I have Star Wars games versus Fallout and Fable versus Age of Empires. And I have Tiger Woods versus, versus Red Dead games and Skyrim versus The Witcher. So All right. That sucks. (laughs) <laughs> That's going to suck. Elite 8, come on. So if we are on the topic of video games, I got several reviews, and then I want to talk about this. We can talk about this first. 
Yeah. The 25 biggest open world video games ranked by size. I think you're going to be su- su- surprised by this list. I think I am too. Um, number 25 is Skyrim at 15 miles. Wow. Um, but I, I believe at the time it was the biggest when it came out. Probably. Um, yeah. What year did Skyrim originally release? <sighs> 2009, 10? Yeah, it's been a while. Um, number 24 is Elder Scrolls 4, which uh, Skyrim was 5. Elder Scrolls 4 Oblivion, um, a hair bigger, 16 miles. November 11th, 2011. Um, 23 is Player Unknown's Battleground. I don't even know what that is. No, I don't either. Uh, it's a Japanese. Oh, it's, it's a game inspired by the Japanese movie Battle Royale. You ever watch that movie? Mm-mm. Oh, it's great. You'll love it. Really? Yeah. Okay. Um, all right. Number 22, Assassin's Creed, Ro- Creed Rogue. Never played that one. No, neither have I. Uh, that sounds like a huge square map. miles. 21, Legend of Zelda Breath of Wild. That is a huge map. 28 miles. 20, Red Dead Redemption 2. 29 miles. It's big. 19 is Far Cry 2 at 31 miles. That's big, too. 18 is Grand Theft Auto 5, 31 miles. I told you it was big. Yeah. I didn't um, realize it was that 17 big. 17 is Assassin's Creed Origins. Uh, 16 is Fallout 4 at 43 miles. Holy That's crap. A huge, it's a huge map. 15 is Dragon Age Inquisition at 45 miles. That's a big map. I, I figured that was going to be up there. 14 is Assassin's Creed 4, Black Flag. Oh, yeah. Because of the oceans. Yeah. 13 is Witcher 3 at 84 miles. That's what I thought. I knew, I mean, Witcher blew me away when we got into that game because of how enormous the map was. Yeah. I just, and, you know, parts of it are like darkened out to where Considered you can't Considered the it. greatest open world game of all time is what they say on here. Hmm. Uh, 12 is Day Z, um, released for PS4 and Xbox One. Uh, da, 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 da. I don't know. It's won multiple awards. It's over 80-some miles. 86 miles. I don't know what it's Holy about, crap. but it looks cool. Um, number 11 is Assassin's Creed Odyssey. That's one of the newer ones. 90 miles. Number 10, Operation Flashpoint, Dragon Rising. Um, it's a war movie that you might be interested in. It says, similar to Call of Duty, Battlefield, and Counter-Strike. Okay. Uh, 135 miles. Uh, this is unbelievable. I, I didn't even know they got this big because, like I, t- like I said, Witcher blew me away with how big the map was. So these games talk about over 100 miles of, you know, map is out of this world. How do you even play these? Number nine, Xenoblade Chronicles 10. Uh, I've never played it. I've seen it at the store. It's doesn't sound interesting to me. Um, number eight, Ghost Recon Wildlands. Hmm. 170 miles. Tom Clancy. Yeah. Uh, number seven, Burnout Paradise. One of the Burnout franchises. Burnout games. 200 nice. miles. Tr- number six, True Crime Streets of LA. I did play that game. Did you really? Yeah. Back in 2001. Um, yeah, that, that big that time ago. Number five, Just Cause 3. Number four, Test Drive Unlimited 2. Oh, you played the original Test See, Drive. See, these are all like car yeah. games where you can make it across the map really fast, though. Number three is Final Fantasy 15, 700 miles. Uh, 
Number two is The Crew. Never heard of it. Looks cool. 1,900 miles. What? Yeah. Uh, number one is Fuel. It looks like it's a dirt bike racing game. 5,560 miles. That doesn't even make sense. Pokes post-apocalyptic racing game. Wow. Sounds pretty cool. 5,000 miles that you can race across. Yeah, I mean, if you take out those types of games... You're, That's the thing. Like, th- th- It's not an open-world game where you're right. wandering around. Exactly. You know, So when you take into consideration an open-world game where you can literally walk across every ounce of that map, right? Um, it makes it that much bigger. So within an 80 or 20 or 50-square-mile map, whatever it is and you can go across it any way you want, it makes it a little bit different. So a, a linear driving game where you're just following the roadway, it's, you know, so a 5,000-mile map is a lot different. Uh, apparently, PUBG, Erica and Craig are saying, that's that player unknown's Battlegrounds. So yeah. It's a, it's a mobile game, I think. PUBG, yeah, I do know that. Um, so anyway, that's interesting. Uh, that goes into some of uh, what we're watching or what we've been doing because, as I mentioned, I played Spider-Man and yeah. like a ridiculous amount. I mean, I played it all day Saturday. That's nice. And that's... Sunday, basically. I mean, Sunday morning, we went to breakfast, did some stuff. After lunch, I started playing it, but I played it pretty much nonstop the rest of the day. Okay. On Saturday, I pretty much played it all day. Where do you play it? Just in the living room? Yeah. How Nobody do do was that? home on Saturday. Marley was doing stuff. I had the kids home. Just me and the kids, so I just basically played it and ignored them. I don't know how you do that. Like every time I try to do something on my own, I feel like that's when all of my kids need me the most. Oh, well, I just ignore them. So anyway, that's fun. Uh, I talked about it. It's an amazing game. It's like it's worth buying an Xbox or a PS4 Slim for a couple hundred bucks. Really? To play that game and probably some other ones, mm-hmm. you know, that are like Uncharted. So it, it honestly, I'm glad that I played that game. Wow, it was great, but not like groundbreaking, but just very, very fun and entertaining. Yeah, um, I also th- this sent me down the rabbit hole of video games, which is why I haven't watched a lot this week because I've been playing a lot of video games. I okay. Cash came home from that sleep out or sleepover, sleep out, sleep out, going to sleep out, Dad, and he he was playing a game. Uh, at Bryce's house called Slime Farmer. And he wanted okay. to get this game. And I kept saying, no, you have to buy it with your own money. You have yeah, to earn yeah, your yeah. money to buy it, blah, blah, blah. Turns out the game is free if you have Game Pass on Xbox, which I've never had. No, I haven't either. And turns out you get the first month for a dollar. Deal. So I did it. And even then, it's $15 a month, but you're already paying five for Xbox Gold. Yeah, you are. So it's 10 bucks a month extra. And you get a lot of games and a lot of like nostalgic games that I wanted to play. Really? So I downloaded it. I got um, the game he wanted, but I went through there and just started picking apart games. I mean, there's stuff on there that I've never played that I've wanted to play. Like all the Gears of War games are on there. You know, a bunch of stuff. I downloaded probably 20 games and just kind of started skipping around playing these games. Um, I got Injustice 2. Oh, never played it, but that's the bat, you know, the DC yeah. fighting game. Uh, played that a little bit. I got Marvel versus Capcom, the new one. Mm-hmm. Um, that was fun. I got Battle Toads, 
They're making a new remake of Battletoads. There's a new one? Yeah. Of Battletoads? Yeah, and it's it's the same thing, but of with course updated graphics. Yeah. Um, and new moves and stuff. I got, uh, I don't know, just a, a whole bunch of games. I got Final Fantasy VII, and I oh, played man. that a little bit last yeah. night. Graphics are disgusting, but it holds up, man. It's still very fun to play. I quit it. I set, I set it down. I only played it for about a half an hour. I it's it, easier to do when when they the graphics are like kind of bad compared to what. Well, I set it down because it, it got me. I knew there was a new Final Fantasy VII remastered version mm-hmm. uh, that they released for PS4, but it's not out for Xbox yet. But it's coming out like this month. Yeah. So I'm like, I'm not gonna play this game now. I'll just wait. It's a good idea. But it was super fun, and I can't wait to play it again. And I remember telling you last week, like, I don't think I'd ever go back and play that game again. Right. You I did say I that. will go back and play that game again on the remastered version. But there's tons of great games on there. Um, I'm super excited about it. I'm going to play the shit out of a bunch of games. Pretty much I'm getting back into gaming big time. That's cool. Um, I just need to figure out a way to do it that doesn't interfere with my life. Good luck. I mean, there is no because way to I'm do that. not. I'm not going to dedicate the amount of time. You can't. There's no. There's no possible. I don't way want to because there's other life. things that. As much as I love, well, that's what I mean. Playing there's, video games, like I know to be a healthy person, I need to. Yeah. No. That's why I'm saying, like, at this point in your life, like in the obligations you have, you just you know that you can't dedicate that much time to games anymore what i can dedicate is you might chunks be able of to time to a game yeah like i spent all weekend playing spider-man loved it but i'm just saying like i don't want to spend two hours every night playing a game because i there's right. sh- there's stuff i want to do i mean even if it's i'm talking at night because i stay up late mm-hmm. but there's like shows i want to watch i don't want to just play video games all the time so anyway uh, but there are a lot of great games in there, and I can't wait to play a bunch of them. I downloaded a ton of games. So here's my issue with gaming right now is that I had mo- I moved my Xbox One into Grady and Grant's room. Oh, that was um, a bad idea. No, because I, it was all in anticipation of me buying the new Xbox. Oh, gotcha. So I was like, yeah, we'll move it in there. You know, they can have it. I, I keep the controllers. So I keep the controllers and allow them to have them at certain times because if I didn't, they would be turning it on like after bedtime. Oh, right. You know what I mean? Like, and it would not go well. So they get them every once in a while and they can, well, there's Netflix on there and whatever else. And then they can play video games and stuff too whenever we let them. The problem is now though, is like, I can't do that. Because I'm not going to go, I guess I could go sit in their bedroom and no. download Game Pass and play the stuff, but I'm not going to do that. It's very inconvenient to me, and it's on a very small TV. So um, I've been really wanting to get a new platform to play on. The problem is the newest platforms that they have out are impossible to buy. Yeah, but They're they, never available. They'll be available soon. I know, but now I have to wait. We're doing Snarf Madness, talking about all these games. You're talking about getting into all these games, and I have nothing to play them on, and I want to get a platform, and I'm almost to the point where I'm either going to get, like, I was just thinking, like, maybe I'll just get the newest Xbox before the Xbox One X. Yeah, they're still, like, 400 bucks. And get that, but then it's like, and it's not to the level that the newest one is. Yeah, no. And I'm behind. You need to get the new one, for sure. 
So I, I just, I'm not going to be gaming for a while, I guess. And I have to wait until I can get my hands on a new system. But that's where I found the show. Because if you have Game Pass, you get new release games before they come out. Yeah, and you're talking about an MLB game yeah. that I need to play right now. It's not out yet, but it will. I don't care. I need I need to stare at the graphics of it to say like I'm gonna play the shit out of this game. I, so I downloaded. So I saw Final Fantasy VII on there, and I started downloading it. And then right below it, I saw Final Fantasy VII Remastered, and I'm like, oh my god, it's already out for Xbox. So I canceled that one, and I downloaded the new one, and I was super excited. The next night, I come home. I pop it on. I'm playing this game for like 15 minutes. I'm like, this, I don't remember any of this. Yeah. It, it, and this is terrible. <laughs> right. It was Final Fantasy VIII. I just, I couldn't tell oh. the little hash marks, you know, next to the V. Right. Cause you don't know how to, do yeah, Roman I don't know numerals. Roman numerals very yeah. well. Nobody does. Um, but anyway, it was, it's, there's, I, I want to play some of the Gears of War games that I haven't played over the years. I tell you Grand what, Theft Auto Five is on there. I, I want to play that so bad. Yeah. I've never played it since it's been out. I've seen so much stuff about it. Yeah, it's on there. It's on Game Pass. Not everything is, but I downloaded, I'll give you an example. A game I loved back in the day. It was actually a Lucas uh, game, mm-hmm. Lucas Arts game, was Full Throttle. Oh, yeah. It's on there. A new remastered Full Throttle. Really? I, I wonder if they ever game. redid Road Rage. Oh, yeah. I'm sure they have. Do you remember that game? Oh, like yeah. Where you rode road motorcycles. Rash. Or oh, road, road Rash. Rash. That's what it is. And you rode motorcycles around, and you had chains and bats and stuff, and you tried to get people to fall off their bikes. Yeah. Man, I love that you game. You remember the game Skitchin? Yeah. On the on the skateboard? That was like the only game they had at the Mazan Market. Every time I'd go there, I'd yeah. get Skitchin. Skitchin. <laughs> yeah, and then you just get pulled around by cars. Yeah. And, yeah. That was a good one. Anyway. That's, people really do that. They really do sketch. I've sketched. No, you haven't. Oh, yeah. I've You've sketched. real life sketched Absolutely. on a skateboard? Yeah. That's so dangerous. Is it? You're living on the edge. Sketching, what if you hit a rock? Believe, wasn't it rollerblades on sketching? I think it was rollerblades. Was it? I thought it was a skateboard. I don't remember. Well, I'll look it up. <laughs> was sketching? No. Do you? No, I'm just going to put in sketching. And see what it what comes up. If I see a picture, no, it's a it's definitely a skateboard. Okay. Boy, look how shitty it looks. Skitchin is the act of hitching a ride by holding onto a motor vehicle while riding on a skateboard, roller skates, or bicycle. So it I've be never all sketched on a skateboard, but a bicycle I have many times. Really? Yeah. That seems a little more safe than oh, any of the others. Probably for sure. <laughs> Because like, I think you had the option of what you wanted to ride in the game's kitchen. You must have. Because I remember something about rollerblades. Sketchy Skitchen. Who, how, did, how did that name come about? Who thinks of it as Skitchen? I don't, well, it's I don't like get hitching it. hitching with skates. Skitchen. Oh, you're right. Yeah, of course I'm right. Oh, oh no, it's damn. definitely rollerblades. I'm watching the gameplay right now. This guy is rollerblading. I mean, that's what they picked. That's the gameplay. He's rollerblading. Skitching the game. No, it's not. Skitching for Sega Genesis. Um, anyway, let's move on. Do you have any news? Um, honestly, no. There wasn't much news this week. There was one little thing about Ed Brubaker where he was whining about... So, uh, Not whining. He has okay. a legit point. He does. So, backstory. Ed Brubaker, one of my favorite comic book writers. He is incredible. 
Um, there's a whole comic book line. What's it called? I'm trying to think of it. Um, criminal. Criminal that I would tell everybody to read because I think it's amazing. The art's not the greatest, but the story itself, every book is different. It's so good. Um, he's also had Velvet, right? Isn't that one that he wrote? Uh, I don't remember. Um, and then he, he also created the character, the Winter Soldier. Um, and that whole run on Captain America. Yes. is just, it's some of the that best That basically work. was the movie, Captain America, Winter Soldier. Yeah. Captain America, kind of partially Civil War. That whole kind of, everything they did with Captain America. It all stems from there. back from him, yeah. He did like a historic run, right? Like everybody knows this run Absolutely. of the Winter Soldier and Captain America because of what Ed Brubaker did. Um, and now he has come out on uh, Kevin Smith's podcast, Fat Man on Batman or Fat Man Beyond, and was talking about Falcon and the Winter Soldier and the Winter Soldier movie and his comic book run. Fatal. Fatal, yes. And he uh, he had said that his uh, cameo in in the Winter Soldier, which was cut, it's not even in the actual movie, and he had one line that he said, he's made more money and gotten more royalties off of than he has from the creation of the Winter Soldier in the comic books. Yeah, the entire character. The entire character. Everything that Marvel has ever done with the Winter Soldier he got more money just from that one thing that was cut out of a movie than what And he Marvel's legitimately paid. created the character. Yeah. But he did it while working for Marvel under and a they, contract that and they says own these your, are the our property. characters because Winter Soldier is an existing character just repurposed. Right. And they own the property. You just created the story for them. They but hired you as a writer. He still feels like instead of just saying like, thanks. Right. You know, thanks for doing that for us because of what the franchise has become and because of what billions of dollars. Yeah. Like he feel he but said he's probably also like super rich, right? I would assume. Does he why does he care that much? Maybe he doesn't, but think about it though as a character that you've written about or really love. I don't know, like it, that you've been that in depth with. I can understand where you have an attachment to a character that you've written and, and like, I can I totally understand. Being really pissed if you didn't get credit, he did get credit. He's got the credit. He's talking about getting the money, right? And but then again, think about it in his shoes. You create something for a company, regardless of the contract, whatever. You create something that has blown everything out of the water, and then all of a sudden they start making movies about him, and they say yes, like this is based off of Ed Brubaker's Winter Soldier. But then they don't even acknowledge your existence or give you anything in return for that. It would be a little disheartening to where you're like, you know. Well, they like, do acknowledge that. They acknowledge him, but it's like he gets nothing for that other than the acknowledgement. Everybody already knew he did it before, like in the biz, you know, like the business isn't going to get any better for I him. I think like he's not going to get any more jobs. I can of understand this. being pissed if you are not wealthy. Right. And you're, you know, living a middle class existence while a corporation makes billions of dollars off of your work. Right. But you got to feel like he's probably doing pretty well. 
Um, and isn't there a certain threshold of money where you can just finally step back and be like, yeah, I'm, I'm pretty good. I would assume so. I just looked up his net worth, and it's a, they say his net worth is at $13 million. Okay. Well, that's not... That's not that's huge. That's not huge. But, I mean, if I had a net worth of $13 million right now... Net worth means nothing. Net worth doesn't take in consideration, like... What's his earnings, his annual earnings? You know what I mean? Like, well, it's easy know. to say net worth. Well, I know, because you're worth at least $27 million. Oh, Yeah. Or <laughs> no, maybe 40. <laughs> no, no, but seriously, though, you know, if he lives in California and he owns a house that's worth a million dollars, there's a million dollars of net worth that gains him no actual cash flow, right? Yeah, so it's all about net worth, yes, is an equation, but cash flow is also part of that equation. Well, I know, but he's got a pretty significant cash flow, he's a very in demand writer, he has image comic books that he does are creator owned. Mm-hmm. And he could probably go sign a deal with Netflix and sell Fatal or Criminal or something for a lot of money. Yes. And hasn't done it. Or maybe he can't. I don't know. Maybe he can't. My point is, I get it. But at the same time, if you are exceedingly wealthy, like at what point is the credit more important than the cash? I don't know. I, I do get the point where you just would like to be compensated for your work. Again, and though, com- I mean, it's book, like, yes, I understand that if you're just like living a day-to-day existence, you're living paycheck to paycheck. But if you're exceedingly wealthy. Yeah. No, I. I like what? Yes. What, so where what, does greed. What do you and, want? Like, it's, I'm not even saying greed. I get it. He's saying, you know, it, it's owed to me, blah, blah, blah. But it's like, okay, they're going to make a billion dollars. Throw a million my way at least. Okay. I mean, I get it. I get that point. Yes. But at the same time, like, what's a million dollar change? A million dollars change about your life when you're already that wealthy? Yeah. I, do, I think besides just the money, he is also kind of salty because Marvel has kind of just dusted him off to the side. You know what I mean? I think where it stems from is they didn't ask him to write for the Winter Soldier in any of those movies. They didn't ask him to consult. They didn't ask any of that stuff of him. He was not involved with the creation of those movies. Okay. Or I would be very TV salty show. about that for sure. And I think that's where it comes from. I don't because that's a paycheck, right? If they bring you into the movie and say we're going to make a movie based on your work, I think we're going to pay he's you as at. we're going to pay you as a consultant. We're going to give you a million dollars just to hang around and give us ideas on our script. I, I think that's what he's getting at is like, I could have been involved with all of this stuff and Marvel just kind of blew me off. And he's saying like, I don't get the money that I deserve for this character because he should have been involved with the show. And I think he should have been, I mean, I mean, I, I guess why wouldn't you tap into that guy and say, Hey, everybody loves this run. Like you're the iconic figure for the Winter Soldier. Okay, here's a question. Let's get you involved. A lot of other people written the Winter Soldier since then. Yeah. And I'm sure storylines that are going to be in that show... Are they involved? ...are based on those comics. So now, are we going to do this for every person? At the end of the day, these are people that are going to work for Marvel on their character that they own, and they're getting paid to write... And I understand they're not getting paid that much. You know, I don't no, think you don't. get paid very much to write for Marvel. Unless you're 
Ed Brubaker or Jim Lee. Right. And I, I guarantee you during that run, he was making but your, money. But, but your like average he said, working Marvel writers are not making, I mean, they're probably making a couple hundred bucks a page. He said, well, he said his SAG royalties, so like the Screen Actor Guild, he's a part of the Screen Actors Guild, and whatever the royalties are. Which are probably nothing. But for what you get, what you get paid for a movie with like a speaking role, right? Are different than what you get paid for a movie as just like being on set with no speaking. Don't you think they knew that? And that's why they gave him a speaking role. But then it was cut from the movie. Doesn't matter. No, I know. But he's still, and he got paid more for that movie than he has anything else. I don't know. But they didn't have to put him in that movie. No, they didn't. They didn't have to give him a line. Nope. But they did. And do you think that's why? Maybe. Maybe it is. I don't know. I I but, get I get but the still, point. Why be shady about it like that? Why not just pay him for the pay him for his work and say like, yeah, hey, but what, yes, how do you determine that? You could do it in in one in one payment, and you could just be like, hey, thank you so much for creating this character. We're gonna use this for the rest of your life. Like, here's a check for this amount of money that we think we owe you. Like, as a thank you, but they did that. It's to never him. gonna be enough. Well, they did that to him. And he said it was such like a poultry offer that was so small that oh, it's probably he quarter million dollars. Whoa, that's ridiculous. You know, yes. that's what I'm talking about. No, I know. And when I read that part where he was like, "They sent me a check as a thank you," he's like, "And it was so small that I basically." He was saying he basically ripped it up. Yeah. So well, how small do you think that check? Was? That's stupid because I guarantee you. Because guess what? Like if you talk to anybody in today's day and age in our area, if it was ten thousand dollars, they would be like, "That's life changing money." I would t- I would take that right now because I could make a lot of payments, or I could pay this off, or right. I could do this with ten grand, and that's nothing to him. Right. And he's thinking of it as like, well. You just slapped me in the face with that offer, and I'm going to rip it up. I get it. I get what he's saying. They've made billions of dollars off this character he created. But they made billions of dollars off of a movie they created. Yeah. It just happened to be based on a character he originally created. But he didn't create the movie. No. A lot of people worked on that. And also, this is a corporation. I think we all need to sit down and understand that it isn't just a guy sitting in a room. That's like, I own all of this. <laughs> this is all mine. It's a company. It's a corporation. And I know everybody wants to think that's an evil word, but the reality of it is it's a bunch of people. <laughs> You're a corporation, and it's evil. It's a bunch of people working. It's, it's employees. It's shareholders. It's, a, it's an organization. Mm-hmm. And it's not that simple. And we all just like to... Our society right Everybody now... Everybody from the outside wants to tell you, like, this is what you should do when they have no idea, like, the of what it tape, takes. Yeah. You know, and, like, the, the process of anything. But my point is, we all in our society like to look and point at a corporation and, and as if it's a person. Yeah. Marvel, Marvel as a person. But yeah. it's not. It's a collection of employees and executives and shareholders. And it's, it's not a person. Stop directing ire and at I get an it. organization. Yeah, I, I get him. If I was in his position, maybe I would feel the same way, like where what is owed to me should be paid. You know, like look at what you've created and look at what I've created. But again, it, it gets back paid. to the question of what's that threshold then? What's going to make you oh, happy? I get it, but you just what do you also, want? You want a private jet? Because you're already loaded. Maybe not. May, 
maybe nothing will make him satisfied. That's I'm just saying. My point. Nothing will. Right. I, I agree with because you. because when they see that the movie made a billion dollars, as if Winter Soldier was the main character of that movie. First off, right. But I guess he's referring to the TV show. Fine. Well, he he was talking about the movie, and then yes, now coming into the TV show where. I'm not trying to be it's, salty against him, too. I don't want to come off. I understand him. He has a good point. I'm not disparaging what he's saying. Does yeah. he deserve some more? Yes. But I don't agree with the way he's coming about it. It just comes off really, I don't know, weird. Yeah. It, it is weird. It's strange that a guy like that would complain about a TV show. He's literally one of the most famous, well-known Across outside of the industry, yeah, uh, people in the comic book industry of all time, and then you probably got, one of the most sought after talent that you can get right now, right? I for the last probably he's still writing for Marvel, right? For like fifteen years, I would say he's written for Batman, Daredevil, Catwoman. Everybody, yeah, um, he wrote he, Daredevil forever. Yeah, for a really long time. I mean, he does his own books. He does other books for, yeah. I mean, he's continuously Criminal working. and Fatal and what's the other one you said? Uh, Velvet. Velvet, our, our, our image. So they're creator-owned. That's what, and that's what I mean. And Criminal was huge. Yeah. And for him. Fatal was huge. F- Fatal was huge. It was a limited run. Criminal went on a little, a little bit longer, but it was similar to F- Fatal, like how it all worked out for him. And that was all creator-owned. And he got a, like a almost 100% of that profit. You know, well, like, I don't know about that. But. I mean, he got significant amounts of that profit compared to what he was getting anything from Marvel. Right. Well, anyway, let's move on from that. Um, I do have two pieces of news. Okay. We got a new trailer. Loki. Loki. Did you watch it? I didn't watch it. I saw it pop up on YouTube for like a split second, and I refreshed the page, and it went away, and I didn't search it. Uh, so did you watch it? I did. I okay. watched it right before you got here. Um, it looks amazing. Does it really? It looks incredible. It Loki's not a character that I necessarily think about ever or even think like, I need to watch this. Correct. However, if you watch the trailer, the whole premise of it looks so awesome that to me, it's already blown away. In my opinion, my anticipation for this show is higher than with WandaVision and Falcon and the Winter Soldier by a long shot. I so what I will say is I enjoy that type of character better than those two type of it, characters. It just is right? super. So, it looks super cinematic. First off, okay, and it looks like which they're doing Falcon and the Winter Soldier has been. Oh my god! Yeah, I mean, incredible. But um, it also looks different, like really, really cool and a different idea. Basically, it's. It's basically Loki going to work with like the time police. Really? The people who like he screwed up the timeline. Yes, of course he did. And when he took the Tesseract mm-hmm. um, at the end of Infinity War or, or maybe Endgame. 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 And so they basically like incarcerate him. There's like this whole organization of like people that live outside the time stream yeah. that like police it. Dream police. Dream police. They live inside of my head. <laughs> um, it just looks really cool. Owen Wilson's in it. He is? Yeah, he's, wow. like, the, he's like the main guy. Yeah. Wow. Wow. Uh, looks really cool. I'm, I'm all in for it. Check I out the trailer. Yeah, I'm going to have to watch that trailer because I was not, I didn't get to see it. I got one more piece of news before we get into what we're watching. All right. Scientists create 
the first part human, part monkey embryo. I don't know why I say monkey because it's actually a chimpanzee. That's different. Chimps are different they than monkeys. They are apes. They're great apes. Yeah, Come I on. don't know why you would say that. That's terrible. Now it's calling you to doubt the whole article. Yeah. <laughs> um, well, the article even says monkey. The researchers have created the first ever human monkey embryo. Um, a new paper published at The Cell shares the results of a scientific breakthrough. An international team of researchers has created embryos that are part human and part monkey. These interspecies chimera formations are made with human pluripotent stem cells. Um, this is wrong. Why are they doing this? Um, they are doing it to... It might constitute a promising strategy for various regenerative, regenerative medicine applications, including the generation of organs and tissues for transplantation. Hmm. So they're basically trying to figure out how to grow organs. But tell me that they're not going to try to grow like uh, an ape humanoid uh, in a closet. They've already in China, I guarantee you. That they're just like feeding slop to. To see what happens. You know uh, what I mean? These chimera embryos resulted from experiments with other species. Sheep and pig embryos and tissue injected with human stem cells failed to generate organs. When that didn't work, the team injected the human stem cells into... Oh, it is a monkey. I thought it was a chimpanzee. Uh, mac Macaque monkey embryos instead. Macaque. Yeah. That did the trick because monkeys are much closer to people genetically. Um... Monkeys are closer to humans than apes? It didn't say that. It oh. said closer than sheep and pigs. Oh, well, that's true. The researchers say the, these embryos allow them to study biological communication between human and animal cells. Could one day help them work with other a animal embryos, they write. The results may help better understand early hum human development and primate evolution and develop strategies to improve human chimerism in evolutionary distinct species. So chimerism, have you seen in humans? Have you ever seen that before? Where you have two different color eyes? My wife has two different color eyes. It's a genetic mutation. Really? Yeah. I never noticed She that. has one blue eye, bright blue eye, and one bright green eye. No, she doesn't. Yes, she does. Quit telling me. I would know, okay? I've been around her much more than you. And I think that's false. It's not false. She has two different colored eyes. Oh, well, the ones I've seen with chimerism are like a brown eye and a blue eye. You know, like where, but I mean, that sign sounds very similar. Yeah, she's got Dogs one green eye and too. one blue eye. Interesting. She's a, she's a mutant. I tell she's her an all absolute the absolute freak. I tell her she's an X-Man. What a freak. She needs to have her own school. Yeah. With like one professor in a wheelchair. It's pretty awesome, actually. Be interesting. Like, you don't realize how little you actually look at people's eyes. Seriously, though, think about yeah, it. Yeah, no, you look at right. people's mouths when they talk. You don't look at their a eyes a lot of the time. You do, yeah. And sometimes I'll I'll make a conscious effort to like look people in the eye. Yeah, I do too. And it's very it changes everything about the dynamic of talking to a person. It, it can be awkward. It make doesn't it sometimes make you feel awkward? It does not. No. Sometimes it does for me. Cause if I get other so people like, are looking you in the eye, you mean? I guess, like mutually looking in the eye. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. You feel a bit of awkwardness about Where, it. Where, like... And then you start to question yourself. Do, do all other people look people straight in the eye? Yes. Or is it just me that looks at people's That's a huge mouth? question that yeah. I have. Like, 
am, am I the weird one that hasn't been looking you in the eye and you've been staring me in the eye and I've always been looking off? And then I had the question just recently where I was interviewing a man that was constantly looking over at the wall while I was looking at him and I was staring directly at his eyes because I was like, why do you keep looking at this wall? And I was like, do people think this of me? When I don't pay attention to them, you know, or like whatever, if I'm staring, like, can you tell if I'm staring at your mouth? You can't. I don't think you can. I don't think you can either. Because I think about it all the time. When I consciously look people in the eye, I'm like, there's no way. They're looking at my mouth right now because if they were looking at my eyes, they'd be thinking the same thing I'm thinking. And then everything stops. And then the (laughs) conversation (laughs) would be like hesitation. And then everybody would be like, uh... What are we doing? So, <laughs> yeah. So like we have a connection now. Yeah. <laughs> because if you directly look people in the eyes for over a certain amount of time, you basically are married. Yeah. You know, you have like this deep connection with them at this point. I'm telling you though, it does change. You do make it's a weird. deeper connection with people when it's you look weird. them directly in the eye. I know. You fall in love. That's a power move. It is. If you can sustain the eye look. Oh, people, yeah. Through a whole conversation, you're... It's amazing how many... You'd be a good salesman. Yeah, because you'll notice people glance away so much because it makes them uncomfortable. Uncomfortable. Yeah. Yes. And, and, and then you have them off balance. And anybody that's uncomfortable is not going to look at you, obviously. So right. that's why so it's I a knew, power move. like in this interview situation, I was, I guess, the power move. Of course I didn't you were. think of it. Do you have a little platform that your desk is on so you're a little bit higher up than everybody? Not, not in the slightest. I guarantee no. you do. Not in the slightest. You could come look at it. It's you put not an that extra way. cylinder in your chair so it like jacks you up <laughs> double wish. as high. Actually, this So you're guy, like in a throne room, basically. This guy was much higher than I was at Enter! the time. <laughs> I am the master of rocks. I do Enter say, my chamber now, I do peasant. say that. I do say that. And then I have trumpets play. Yeah, only for me, though. Before I speak, trumpets play. Every time? Oh, yeah. Oh, that must take forever to do a meeting. It's very long, <laughs> but it's so worth it. Um, like, you've got to set the stage, yes, right? Yes, it's like, all you about have pageantry, to, right? <laughs> you have to make sure people understand that I'm above you at this point. I have trumpets playing for me. Right. So I have to do that every time. And this guy must have felt uncomfortable because he just stared at the wall the whole time. He was telling me all sorts of things, and he was like this, looking off to the left, staring at the wall. And it was to the point where I started feeling uncomfortable because I was like, do I have something on my face he doesn't want to stare at? And I was like, or do I look weird? So maybe it was a reverse power move. That's (laughs) I don't know. Holy shit. This guy's got it all figured out. It made you self-conscious. Made me feel uncomfortable and self-conscious. And it threw you off your game. I don't know if it threw me off my game, but it made me feel weird. Oh, my gosh. Isn't that interesting? Think about that. It is. What are you looking at? Um, Do we have comments? Yeah, I was just going through the comments, and I saw one from Tim, and then it disappeared. I don't know why. Tim Um, who? Kilmer. Oh, Bilmer. Yeah. Anyway. um, Power move. Power move. So no more news? Monkey-human hybrids. We're all screwed. Bad. This is how it ends. This is how it ends. Because they're going to be stronger than regular people. You know that, right? Uh, did we lose our live feed? 
Well, I don't think so. Hold on, people. We're looking for live feed. No, we're live right now. Okay. I'm watching it. All right. All right. All right. All right. All right. Um, so I got... What we're it, watching. Let's do it. Yes. I've got some what I'm watching. Uh, obviously, we have both watched Falcon and the Winter Soldier episode four yes. this week. And good episode. It I was mean, fine. I actually didn't didn't like it that much. I was disappointed with the episode. But it did end on a, a bit of intrigue. Yes. It it's advancing the story better than it just Wanda felt Vision. a little yes. It just felt a little bit um in the trenches. Yeah. I, I didn't like all the interaction. I, I don't care for this the late the girl. I don't either. I mean I, I think well to be honest, I would say that this episode made me care about her more than I have before. Um but it still seems unnecessary. Yeah. Like she just seems like an unnecessary character, like an unnecessary villain. Just not a very good villain. It's everything they're doing though with Baron Zemo, I'm into. Absolutely. That guy's amazing. I think it's like a if they make a Thunderbolt show, I'm I'm done. I think this is like a smoke and mirrors type thing where they want you to pay attention to one person. Who do you think the power broker is? You think it might be a Zemo? Yes. I thought it was the. Ch- I, I'm thinking it's uh, the chick, the red-haired girl. No, 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 no. Oh no, no. Oh, uh, uh, what's her name? I can't think of Carter. It. Um, Agent Carter's daughter. Yes, I know who you're talking about. It it could be, maybe it is, but I was thinking Zemo had like a huge effect on what was going on with the power broker. But they want you to pay attention to what the Falcon is doing, and the and Falcon is paying attention to this one person as a way to not pay attention to like everything he needs to like the bigger picture of things there's only two more episodes he's hiding like what he the bigger picture is and what he actually needs to be doing because he's so worked up about the whole i don't think um, that this is america thing nearly as deep as you think it's gonna be there's only two more episodes it's probably not pretty straightforward storyline thus far i think he's paying attention more to this flag smasher thing in an attempt to ignore the Captain America debacle that he let happen. I agree. There's no doubt about that. And that's that's why I, the, he's the last two episodes it. are going to be, you know, them versus the new Captain yes. America. And then it's going to switch. So then the focus will switch over to that because he's going to come to the realization like, oh, well, this means nothing, and this is what I'm actually battling with in my own mind, and need to pay attention. I actually to. was kind of deep down hoping that Falcon was going to take. The super the sh- soldier serum. Oh, but that would have been really cool. Yeah, but it's not going to happen, I don't think. No, because the new Captain America did, and he got all mad and started doing murdery things. Yeah. So that's not good. It was a fine episode. I like the commitment, though, to Baron Zemo to destroy that. I like that actor. Oh, yeah, he's great. That actor's very good. like, you totally... That's the moment when you believe that character. Yeah. Because you're like, you have everything in the world right in front of you. Yes. I thought he was going to take it all. And you're you're stay true to your principles. Mm -hmm. That's pretty cool. That's awesome. I mean, he's going to end up being evil. Well, of course he is. But it's (laughs) similar to, like, the Joker burning all the money. But at this point, he's never really been evil. He was going to be. I mean, he's a sympathetic villain. At this point, yes, he's, he's like hundred percent a sympathetic it's like a villain. Means but you can to see ends situation. They've right? set up points in the show where you're like, "Oh, okay, 
He's not really who he's trying to play off to be. And then he comes back and says something completely different, and you're like, oh, well, maybe he is. He's not really a bad dude. He's just the ends justify the means type of character. Yeah. Right? Like, we're, we need to get to this result, and it doesn't matter how we get there. I think he's just playing Whereas nice. Whereas Captain America is the opposite. He's just playing nice at this point because he's got to get through the situation and away from them. He's around two guys bet- between Falcon and the Winter Soldier that are going to stop everything he wants and to the do. Wak- and they're so close. And the close. Wakandans. And, yeah, now the Wakandans that are there. Um, How amazing was that scene, though? Oh was that gosh. in the newest episode? Yes. That was, that was an awesome scene. When they came in um, and just beat the crap out of him, out of the new Captain America, that was awesome. That's yeah. when he re- had the realization, like, I'm going to have to drink this super soldier serum stuff. Because I don't think he drank it, Jerry. I think he did, absolutely. I think did. he injected it into his veins. Well, whatever, however he like black got it in his heroin. Yes, he heated it up on a spoon. Yeah, and shot it in his veins. That's fine. However, he got it in his system. He did it, and it was because he got the crap beat out of him by the all them women. Yeah, and he got mad. And they're not even super soldiers. No, they're just much better than him. In uh, every way. Yeah, no, I'm, I'm, but I'm still, I'm loving this show. It's great. Can't wait to watch it every week. And like we say, the cinematography and the way it looks it's is like just a movie. like it's such movie quality that... Very much. It's That, honestly... It's worth the price of admission. It's worth it. Yeah. It's worth watching a show that looks like that. Yeah. Um, because we don't have movies. No. Nope. We haven't had movies nowadays, you know? And this feels like watching a movie every week, regardless of how good it is. But I think the next two episodes are going to step it up. They got to. Yeah, for sure. I mean, every episode to me has been better than the last, except for the last episode, which I just thought drug on a little bit. It's still a fine episode. Yeah. Oh, I agree. Um, Invincible, of course, still watching. Invincible happened. Just getting better every week. Starting to reveal a lot more stuff. I'm telling you this show. I have no idea where it's going because I've not read enough of the comic. I know. And I have. And the problem is, is that they're advancing the storyline so fast. I know that, it's not all I, what it appears. Correct. I mean, because I don't think they've basically set up Omni-Man to be this like villain, but it's not going to come to pass. He's not going to be evil. He's going to have a justification, a reason for the, what he's doing. I just feel like I I do completely understand why they're why they're advancing storyline and telling you all of these things and showing you what's happen happening because you've got to keep the intrigue of your audience, right? And just taking straight from a comic book to put to a TV show doesn't work. No. Um because there is a lot of filler that doesn't necessarily need to be in a TV show. But man, it keeps surprising me at how fast they're going through this stuff. Hey, whoa, whoa, whoa. what are you doing over there? Um, it's just surprising that they're going through it so fast, especially with the whole realization in this newest episode of the wife starting to figure things out. And I don't know. It was just surprising to me, but I have all faith in this show. I think it's very Listen, good. Robert Kirkman's involved. Yeah. I mean, with Robert Kirk, Kirkman Seth being Rogen directly involved, involved with this. And Evan Goldberg. Those guys love faithful comic book adaptations. They're doing it. It is 100% faithful to the comic book in every aspect of the show. It's just advancing quicker, and they're, they're skipping small parts of story that 
aren't necessary, but yet... I don't know that I'd want it any slower. Right. It just, you didn't know anything in between. You so know I mean? are they going to tear through all, like, 100 episodes or 100 issues in one season? No. Oh, okay. No, no. It just... So they're some probably of the, some of the it, reveals are quicker than what they're they were. probably looking at it and saying like, okay, we want to make five seasons of this show, and then we got 120 episodes. He said that. Robert Kirkman said that in on Fat Man Beyond. He was like, hey, we've got and it's still running, right? It's not guaranteed book? for so many. Um, you know, we're not guaranteed for so many seasons. So I want to get as much story to the people watching as I can. He said, I'm assuming we're going to get maybe three seasons. He's like, I don't know. He doesn't they write it even... anymore, right? The book? No. No. I don't know who does. Um, but I think they did get renewed for a second season already. He didn't say it on the show, but he paused in the way he was like, well, we don't have like... He, they're going to get... He's Robert Kirkman. They're absolutely getting and a second. And it's Seth Rogen and Evan Goldberg. They get whatever they want. Yeah, just you saying he's Robert Kirkman, he gets whatever he wants. Right. Yeah. I feel bad for him though with the whole. Uh, He's probably a billionaire now. But the the big the Walking Dead, the big fight with the Walking Dead at AMC, he's got right now. That's yeah. got to be a pain in the butt. Yeah, because of the money that he's owed from AMC that they aren't paying him. Yeah, well, I mean, again, who cares? Who cares? <laughs> what do I you mean, care? the guy, if he's got to be worth over a hundred million dollars. Let's. Do you want me to go net worth or not? Yeah, well, that's all. I think that's all you can really. Do. I know that is really all you can. Robert Kirkman net worth is no. It says forty. Nah, forty million. Don't believe it. I'm Don't telling believe you, it. they are making Walking Dead. They just came out with a new Walking Dead show, and they're making Walking Dead movies. I know it's crazy, and the thing about it is, it's the merchandise. You know how much Walking Dead merchandise they sell? I know, but $40 million is a lot of money. Oh, it is. Yeah, it's more than anybody needs. Um, but I do believe you're right. He's got to be worth way more than $40 million. Anyway, uh, let's move on because we're running out of time. Uh, anything else you watched? Oh, yes. All right, I'll do one. I watched, I started on HBO to watch The, the New Mutants. It came out on HBO. It's out? Yep, on I guess HBO. I didn't even realize it was out. Um, it's a bit of a sit. <laughs> I'm sure that's what you're going to say. I, I haven't given it a fair shake yet. I made it about 30 minutes, 20 minutes into the movie. It was r- rough. Really? Getting through that. Uh, Is but, it just not put together well? You know, it's not. No, it is. It's fine. It's put together fine. It was just really slow and... Just nothing yet has grabbed me of any interest. Now, I that's it. That's all I got in. It could get a lot better. I just lost interest, but I also fell asleep, and yeah. I had no desire to go back. And I don't know that I will, to be honest. So, it's it's never stood out as anything I've wanted to watch because of the postponing and the reshoots and everything they've done. It just didn't sound like something I've wanted to watch. All I can say is the first 20 minutes were a rough sit. You know, we'll see if I go back to it. That's okay. about all I get on that. Real quick, speaking of a rough sit, uh, there has been reports that and reviews that finally came out of this new, uh, uh, what's it called? Something Force 
with Melissa McCarthy. Thunder Force. Thunder Force. On My Netflix. mom watched it. She said it was not good. So it's gotten horrendous reviews. It looks terrible. It does. The, the, but it's like a kid's movie, right? No. This was going to come out in theaters as a, a regular movie, it an adult looks movie. like sky high, like a kid's like... Yeah, it does. But it's, it's directed and written by uh, Falcone, Ben or Brian Falcone, which is Melissa McCarthy's husband. Um, and he's done the last three or four movies that she's been in, and they've all been the absolute worst movies she's ever been in, ever. And they continue to get worse. And this one has a 24% Rotten Tomato score for critics and a 25% for audience. Yeah. It's not good. And I, and I watched a review of it today. I've never watched it. I didn't, I will never watch it, especially after seeing the review that I saw today. And it was like, just the acting is terrible. They've got Octavia Spencer in this movie, like opposite of, uh, Melissa McCarthy, who is an Oscar winning actress that has done things far beyond this capability. Right. Right. And then she accepted a role to do this where they have no dynamic with each other whatsoever, apparently. And what she has, like her acting role is just non-existent. Like you don't even need to show up. And then Jason Bateman's in it as well as one of the bad guys. And he's got crab hands. He's got crab claws as hands because he's the bad guy. And just like the guy that was given the review said, like, is there no role that you won't do? Oh, he'll there, take anything. Is there anything you'll turn down? Because at this point, it's like Melissa McCarthy is playing the same exact character throughout the rest of her career, apparently. Like the overweight, middle-aged woman that is clumsy, but funny. Buffoon. Yeah, a clumsy buffoon of a woman that she just plays all the time. And it's not funny anymore. And it's this whole movie apparently is to the point where it's like every sentence is trying to be a joke. Every line that they speak is trying to be a joke and it's just, none of it works. And it, it does, it aggravates me because Netflix is spending so much money to get these things produced and put out to us in a time where we can't go to movie theaters and watch movies, but yet you're going to push this as something that we need to watch and is trending on Netflix Bull crap. Yeah. Get it off my screen. Quit showing me these things. Right. And like, let's put out, like if you're, you're Netflix, you've got all the money in the world. Let's, let's put some stuff out that we care about, you yeah. know, rather than this bull crap. It, Cause I don't even think a child would watch this and have fun. Well, that's a stellar review. Yeah. Anyway. Um, I do have a decent couple other things. Uh, so, that Formula Formula you have One two minutes. Okay, that Formula One racing show that Nobody I was cares. watching before. So I finally finished the second season. All I wanted to talk about was there is a crash that happens in the final episode of this. That is the most horrific looking crash I've ever seen in my life. To where a Formula One car going as fast as it can around a corner completely just fails and hits a wall. It's just like a metal like wall and it goes through that the car tears in half. Um, so the back half is sitting like by the track, but the half that the guy is sitting in and the front wheels 
go through this metal object and are sitting on the other side. And the whole thing is just on fire. It's just this enormous fireball. And everybody on the track, everybody that was watching the race, everybody was like, he is absolutely dead. This man is dead and nobody can stop the fire. They were out there with fire trucks and people with like, they ran out with fire extinguishers, you know, and they're like blowing it all down. And it lasted so long and they showed it in real time in this episode. And it lasted so long. It was two minutes and 45 seconds of them blowing down this huge blaze, enormous. And then all of a sudden, out of nowhere, the guy climbs out of this, the middle of this fire and jumps out of it and runs away. And he, he had some pretty severe burns like on the middle of his hands and whatnot, but all, everything else was fine. But he went through a metal wall and was on fire for two minutes and 45 seconds. I cannot believe that this man was okay. He came out and his helmet was melted. His helmet was all black and melted and like was dripping down on his suit. That is crazy. And he was completely fine. And it blew me away that they have the capability to make these vehicles that safe and that the suit he was wearing kept him fine. Like I said, his hands were burnt up and he did have like some bandages and stuff, but they did an interview with him afterwards. And he, he was saying, he's like, all I saw was fire. He's like, I was on fire. I, he believed he was dead. And then he was like, no, he's like, I'm not dead right now. And I have the ability to try to do something. And that's when he started climbing out. That's crazy. It was unreal. I've never seen anything like that. Um, Mighty Ducks, Game Changers. Episode three happened. This is still a very fun show. It reminds me so much of TGIF. Like a TGIF show that we used to watch as kids. There is a comedic relief, a kid named Nick in this show that is a gem. And I love (laughs) this little kid. He's very, very good. The whole show, it's been a little bit slow. I'm aggravated with the name that they chose for the team and that Gordon Bombay is taking a little bit longer to be their coach than necessary. Right. It's like, we already know what's going to happen. Please be the coach. Um, instead of driving around this rusty Zamboni and being this grumpy man, stop that. <laughs> Just be the coach of this ragtag team of losers. Give me a knuckle puck. Yeah, and let's teach him a knuckle Give puck. me an Oreo line. It's, but all in all, it's still fun. I like it. The newest show that I did watch that I've never seen before and just started watching was on Apple TV, and it's called For All Mankind. I saw that on there. I was going to watch that, but I wasn't sure if it was a documentary or a show. No, it's a, it's a show. It's, it's, when it, it's during the whole space race between U.S. and Russia. It looked intriguing. And looked, Japan, too. The cinematography looked great. It's, it looks great. It's a very great story. In this story... Russia lands on the moon first. And then they get there a second time before us and a third time before us. And it's all about the U.S. like playing catch up and how it's like detrimental to the astronauts that were there and the story of like we had actually reached the moon first and we were eight miles above the surface and they made them turn around and come back because of, of a fuel situation. But there's like some discrepancy there and it goes to court and whatnot. I saw the first four episodes. There's two seasons of it, um, which I didn't think it was that long, but uh, I've only seen the first four episodes. I like it a lot. It's a drama. It's serious. um, And it's all set like in the sixties, 
but it's awesome. Yeah. I, I think it's a really cool show. I uh, love space stuff. Did you watch Mythic Quest yet? I did start watching Mythic Quest. I fell asleep after the third episode, but I can see where I'm really going to enjoy it. But I, it's just the actors are great. The actors are great. I don't know. I don't know if I like that girl. Oh, Poppy? Who does all the work. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I mean, she's kind she's of She's just a little bit too much. Yeah. But all in all, I, I actually liked good. her a lot, so I'm surprised to hear you say that. Well, I've only seen like two or three I mean, episodes. her character is annoying, but I, I think... That's uh, what I mean. Yeah. Like I think the, she's really good. Her acting and everything is really good, but she just, she's just a lot to, yeah. to handle. Yeah. I, I can see that. Um, you got any more? No, that was the last one. All right, because we're out of time. But I'm going to mention one thing. I, I did have a movie I watched. I'll save it for next week. I believe it was one you recommended me. Uh, but in the vein of new, there's some new shows. There's like new show season on yeah. ABC, NBC. These okay. And I don't watch any of those, but I've been checking either. stuff out on Hulu. Um, just seeing what's out there. And there was a new big, big show. It's supposed to be the new modern family. You know, it's called Home oh. Economics. It's got Topher Grace. Oh, and, love him. Um, Eric. I didn't know anybody else. And so I watched the first episode. The pilot episode was on Hulu. Mm-hmm. And it's the worst thing, I, worst show I've ever watched in my life. Oh it my is gosh. so bad. And, and I'm not saying the quality. The quality is actually good. It's so woke. That's the problem. That it's unwatchable. So this, this is the problem that a lot of people are having with uh, Falcon and the Winter Soldier as well. Oh, man, it is not that bad. No, I know. I'm this, just saying like a lot of things that there come There is up. a scene where, okay, so the whole premise of the show is three siblings. One's poor, one's middle class, one's wealthy. Of course. And then it's just like the absolute ridiculousness of anybody in that world speaking to anybody about economics. Because it's so fucking out of touch. It's disgusting. <laughs> um, it's crazy. But so the... the t- None of these people have ever, ever had a Casey's Pizza. I, I don't you know? even want to like say these things because I know that they can come back and bite me in the ass. And they'll right? offend. And they're offense- they could be offensive to some people. You're an offensive person. But the, like, it's just like the blatant... like wokeness and tokenism that is apparent in this show. There is a scene where they go over to the rich sibling's house. Okay. Who is, of course, just like a horrible person. Yeah, absolutely. And, you know. Makes sense. Because when you're rich, you're immediately bad. So the the sister and is the one that like lives in San Francisco in like a tiny little loft and is broke. And she's like a school counselor, a child psychologist. And her wife is like something else. I don't know. And they got these kids. So they go over to this friend's house, right? Yeah. Or the, not the friend's, the brother's house. And they run in and the cousins are like seeing, they haven't seen each other for a year because they've been quarantined. So they got, everything's about quarantine now. Like of course how nobody's seen anybody. Nobody's done anything because everybody's been in quarantine. Yeah. Everybody. Everybody listens. Everybody's been in quarantine, Jerry. I don't know if you know that or not. Okay. Nobody's lived their lives. Just found that out. Yeah. Um, so they go in and there is like six-year-old. These are like six-year-old children. And the one is excited that her cousins are there. And is like, come on, you have to see my doll collection. This is like the rich cousin. And the other girl 
runs and goes like, oh, cool. And they go running away. And, and you hear in the background her say, what's, her, what's their pronouns? Yep. They got a six-year-old girls uh, running to go see the dolls and saying like, what's their pronouns about the dolls? Like that's real reality. That's what they're putting on ABC. Yes. And then, so, I mean, the, the idea is that that sister is real like that, you know, she's real mm-hmm. left wing, you know? And so that's of course. part of the joke or whatever, but then they have the obligatory scene where they got to zoom in their parents because you know, it's quarantine. And um, so they're zooming in their parents, the conversation. And the one girl is married to a black woman and the son is married to a Latino woman, I guess. She looks white, but I guess she's Latino. And, you know, the out of touch old parents. Of Of course, course the mom, of course, the mom's just like, where are your ethnic spouses? Are you serious? And, you know, that's like the whole, oh, my God, old people are so racist. It, it's unbelievable, this show. And I, uh, it's not going to last. I I, I'm telling you right now. And then there's a whole thing about vegan turkey. Can I bring the vegan turkey to Thanksgiving again this year? Oh, yeah, yeah. Like the vegan Here's turkey. the thing. I'm just like, like this, this exists. is so out of touch in the world. No, I know. This exists in such a small portion of our country. And I know that it may be... Um, oh, Dirk must have watched it. He said it was Matt Damon's house. Yes, it was Matt Damon's house. That was one of the jokes of the show. So it, it, this may happen in certain parts of our country, but they this is such a small portion of people that are this way. And it, and it happens to be our entertainment center. Right. Like our entertainment mecca of L.A. or even in like Georgia where they film a lot of things in Atlanta and different things like all of those actors, wherever they live, all these actors and people in the entertainment biz can affect what we do. And like our media is that way. But when you go across the entire country on how people are actually living and the way people actually think, it's just so far and beyond like different and opposite of what we are being shown that these shows don't, they don't work. That's why that full, not full throttle, but the space with the force thing. The space, thunder force? Th- throttle force or whatever thunder. it was. Thundercats. Um, that force movie with Melissa McCarthy that I was talking about, that is also a problem with it. Like the whole wokeness of that movie, you know, people don't appreciate. And it was to the point where even the critics were... They normally go with movies on that kind of stuff are completely against it in this movie because of the wokeness of it. And it's to the point where now everybody's starting to see, I think to a point that it's just ruining our entertainment world. Yeah. Like everything entertainment wise is being ruined because it's not the way the country lives. Right. It's such a small portion of people that think and live this way that it's like, okay, are you only making these shows for them now? Because the rest of the country does not agree with any of the things you're saying. We don't live this way. It's not something we it's see not, or the, it's do. It's not even or, about not agreeing. It's not. It's that's just not like, a thing. No, it's, it's just, just like we don't. It's just live not representative. That way. Yeah, exactly. Nobody in the country actually lives this way, except for a small portion in the major cities. 
Right. So there's a small portion that do that in Chicago, New York, LA, like those type of places is where they might be like best show I've ever seen. Like, man, love that show. But you've got like a thousand people that have said that. Right. You know, like out of certain areas. But they're but, so loud. Yeah. They they well, have a just, very huge you know, platform. And I don't want to get political, but it was the whole thing with Georgia. All of these people boycotting Georgia. <laughs> Erica said, she's like, over the wokeness, for sure. Also, mail me a Casey's Brecky pizza. <laughs> we'll just put it in an envelope. Right. With your, with uh, the goats with your Oreo. <laughs> with your one Oreo that you get. Uh, do you watch uh, Letterkenny? I do. I have watched of course. Letterkenny. Um, but no, bringing up the whole Georgia thing, that, that one really drove me crazy because, you know, I don't know if you've looked into the, the actual laws they passed. They were super mild. Um, I voter ID attention. law, basically. Yeah. They passed voter ID yes. law. Yes. Which they have in many other states, by the way. And they still had like less restrictive re- election requirements than like New York State and New Jersey. Right. All right. And all of these companies start boycotting. Major League Baseball. Oh, I know. All of these entertainment companies are boycotting them. Disney is boycotting Georgia and giving fistfuls of dollars to China and doing business with China and doing business in the regions of China where they're committing genocide on people, where they don't have free and fair elections. And it's blatant. Like, this is blatant and open and, and known. Like, you can easily, like, find this out. Like Everybody you could, knows. They yeah, not, you they're not doing free and fair elections in China. No. Yet they have no problem taking a billion dollars from Chinese people. Have they ever? But they won't do they won't do business in Georgia because they require you to show your ID to vote. Unbelievable. You have to show your ID to do anything in this world. Right. And the very fact that people are saying to buy that alcohol. it's racist to have to show your ID. It's racist to assume that black people can't get IDs. Yes. I've seen so many videos of people on uh, social media that came out, like black people that were like, wait, wait, I don't have an ID. Like I can't get an ID. And then they like pull out their wallet or whatever. And they're like, huh, looks like I've been able to drive for a long time. Uh, What's What's the problem? Again, here? I've said this from the beginning because I don't understand it. We, everybody should have to show their ID to vote, I feel. Like, why yeah. would you not want that small level of security in an election? Right. However, if there's an issue with people not getting the IDs, let's get the people the IDs. That's easier. <laughs> it's it's com- the easiest fix than, out of all of this. Than, compete, than, than trying to figure out fraud in elections it's so much easier just to give people ideas that don't have them or can't get them yeah period seems simple <laughs> but then again have you been to a dmv oh my god Boy, eric just mentioned it. dan crenshaw he was recently on joe rogan he was it was oh, great it was a great podcast i love that dude man he's very good i Eye really patch. really like him and i i liked that specific episode with joe rogan it was very good i'm gonna have to watch it i haven't seen it yeah it was great um, I think we're over our time. We are. We're far beyond our time. So thank you for listening to episode 124 of Snarf Talk. 
Yeah, what do you get? make sure to like and share the podcast. Uh, check out Snarf Comic uh, Patreon.com slash Snarf Comics and also our website, snarftalk.com. Yes, has all kinds of stuff on there. I'm not uh, updating our blog right now during har- uh, planting season, harvest, planting, it's all the same, spraying. Yeah, in between, I won't be doing any of that for a while. <laughs> I, you know, we've I've we had some rain and then it was cold this week and it was wet. So I didn't Spider Man. So I actually did have time this week to do some oh, of that Spider-Man stuff. Spider Man came around though. No, I'm talking right. like during the I do that stuff during the week. Yes. Um so I had some time to work on some of that stuff and I looked at it and I go, you know, I'm yeah. not gonna I'm not gonna do it. I record the podcast. I'm gonna take a month off from like promotion. Promotion. Yeah. Promotion. Promotioning. 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 Too many of these really tall cores lights. <laughs> okay. All right. For Snarf Talk this week, I've been Chris. I am Jerry. See ya.